Um, something I, 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 I wanted to mention to you guys. I don't know if you're, uh, I mean, fans of H.P. Lovecraft, yes? You know? Yes. Yeah. I like um, his stuff. Uh, <laughs> minus the rampant racism. Right. <laughs> right. I don't call it racism. I just call <laughs> it um, dislike. Old-time, old-time dislike. Li- yeah, old-timey thoughts. <laughs> Uh, actually, I, I read something on uh, Lovecraft, and yeah, sure enough, he was he was racist for bad. He was okay. Like, he was he was part of uh, an American Heritage Foundation yeah. thing mm-hmm. that was basically supposedly about like architecture and and old, basically preserving the old European uh, Americanism, and mm-hmm. it was about mm-hmm. finding true Americans. But Uh-oh. you couldn't help but notice that all of their all of their people were wasps. Mm. Um, Find true Americans. You mean Native Americans? No. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You may have heard this thing called Manifest Destiny, yeah. <laughs> which we took care of that problem. Mm-hmm. Isn't you know what? I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just gonna pause you for a second. Go on. Isn't it? I mean, we did a whole lot of horrible things like in the past. For, like the, the mm-hmm. one thing you know, we can't really make right no matter what. It's just the Indians. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yep. so like well, it's like. So is there any way we could apologize? Well, you can give us our land back. Well, can't do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't well, give you. Can yeah, it's like I can't. We, we can't do that. But what, what else can we do? It's like, well, that's kind of all, all we want. Yeah. We want our land back. Well, we can't. Come on. Yeah. I live there, but I really want to help you out. Give us our fucking land back. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. It's always like one of those. We look have casinos it's now, like, right? How about we don't tax your casinos. That's like, so, I have, so I have a friend who is so anti. He's like, you know, it's just ridiculous that you know. Yes, okay, we took their land, but. It's like, wow, you're really ignorant. <laughs> yeah. This, this is my friend being, like, when I was in high school. I don't talk to the guy anymore. Okay. He was bad. Yeah, I mean, when you're in high school, you kind of assume that you have all the information as well. But, I mean, I've got a, I've got a Native American friend. She's uh, Cheyenne. Oh and um, she's going to, I mean, she, the second uh, she gets accepted, she's going to NYU free. And her kid, when she has a, when she has a baby... Can also go to whatever school he wants. Mm-hmm. Free, like there. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty nice. But you're right. It's about there is no way to make amends for the fact that we effectively eradicated their Entirely. their lineage. Entirely. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the Chris Ross uh, Rock joke. It's like um, minorities are always the best at uh, boxing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, white guys always get beat by black guys. Black guys get beat by Latinos. And for every Latino, there's a Native American waiting around the corner to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, no one got it worse than Native Americans. He's like, here's a question. He's like, let me prove my point. When was the last time you saw a family of Native Americans doing anything? There you go. <laughs> He's like, you ever seen them at the movies? You ever seen them at the club? No, you haven't. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I totally understand your... I'm so, I totally, but this, every time I, you just brought it up, it's like, oh. Every time I hear, like, just like, yeah, the name it's like, oh, man. Yeah, we suck. We suck. Yeah. But go on, you were talking about H.P. Lovecraft and his racism. <laughs> uh, and his racism. It's the thing, because he was racist even for his day, he yeah. was racist. Yeah, exactly. He would, I mean, old Confederate soldiers would tell him to tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um... There's a town right outside of Boston that you can reach by the Nor'easter train line. Um, that is the town that H.P. Lovecraft uh, based Arkham, Arkham City on. Uh, and I was actually there a couple of months ago, just really briefly, uh, waiting for my train. It's really lovely. I would recommend if you guys, two things. One, if you guys have a chance, if you're going to go up to Pax East, and you have a chance to take one stop, I think it's one local stop up, it's like $15 or something like that. It's uh, you can you can see it. and there's actually a school there that he based Miskatonic University on, um, and two, um, if we want, we could have like a special 
a special recording for the podcast oh, based, around, yeah. based around based uh, around going to that going to that area, mm-hmm. um, and then tie it into um, reviewing packs. Though I'm a fanboy, so I'm not going to say anything bad about packs <laughs> ever. Okay, um, oh, Angela will find something. Okay, you, oh, it's the Penny Arcade you know, guys. I will find something. They, <laughs> they have a history of pissing off feminists, so yeah. I'll find something. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> Dick wolves. That's all I gotta say. Dick wolves. You didn't hear about the Dick, Dick wolves, wolves. Com- controversy? Oh my gosh, it was terrible. Penny arcade Dick wolves. Yes, Penny, Penny arcade, arcade Dick wolves. I think you can still buy a yeah. Dick wolves T-shirt. They, yeah, they, I've they, seen it. They it's basically like... made an extended rape joke, and when people said, "Ah, uh, that's a rape joke," they're like, "You're too serious. Come on, we don't like rape." Mm, okay. So you're, if, you if you're reading into that, that's your problem. Oh, you mean really? Wait, it's so like, what's you, the, wait? What do you, how do you mean that? It's like. No, we're not reading into the joke. Is about how you are going to get raped by dick wolves. That is the actual text. But we're of the not joke. saying that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, the actual text thing. of the joke is about how the dick wolves are going to rape. The word "rape" is in the joke. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is actually their response to the whole controversy. Yes. All right. Hello, this is Psycho Bra of Pioneer Arcade. We recently made a comic strip where an imaginary person was raped imaginarily by a mythical logical creature whose every limb was an erect phallus. <laughs> Some found that uh, idea disturbing. This is uh, the other guy. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. We want to state in clear language, without ambiguity or room for interpretation. We hate rapers and all rapes they do. <laughs> Seriously, though, rapists are really the worst. The other guy. It's possible we read our cartoon and became a rapist as a direct result. If you're raping someone right now, stop, apologize, and leave. Go and rape no more. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's 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 I, think, like I think the problem there. I mean, honestly, it's like I know these guys, and they—they're not pro-rape. <laughs> it's just that their response was so glib yeah. that it sort of just made it worse. Yeah, it's like nobody was saying that the people were inspired by the comic. Because yes, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's just, yep. it's not funny. That's what the mm. that's what the response was. Like, it's not a funny joke. Mm. And again, and, and, their, so, and, their, and their reaction to it was just so yeah. completely glib. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, like, the yeah. reason why even after that I was interested in, in going to PAX is because they are one of the few conventions that has it explicitly stated. Do not sexually harass people at this con. Right. If you feel that you have been harassed, these are the procedures for reporting it, and this mm-hmm. is what we will do to investigate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't allow booth babes at the con. You know, all these mm-hmm. things to make it a relatively safe space for female fans. Yeah, I mean, so exactly. that's the, the, why I'm the so interested. In the are, again, they are not pro. They are not misogynist. It's just in this particular situation. They really handle it wrongly, yeah. and even then, because they, they've gotten into it, they've gotten into other sort of like you know kerfluffles to, to, to pick a word, <laughs> and their response to this whole Dick Wolves thing is in line with their response to almost everything else. This is how they respond to <laughs> criticism and to exactly. Things. I was about to ask, so, like, have so they ever not, fully? I've never seen them. Uh, fully retreat or apologize for any one of their jokes. No, the one they apologized for was uh, was a strawberry shortcake one. I did it a while back. Did you see that one? No, but that, that uh, even wasn't like a, an apology. That was, I think, they were like legally forced. Oh, okay, <laughs> because the thing is, there was a, a, a oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, there, there was a you whole legal the problem no. with 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 that. Uh, that uh, uh, I think. Uh, I th- okay, basically, uh, the, the the basic joke was that I think it was American McGee's Alice that they were oh, making yeah. fun of. And so right. it, it was like they had just sort of taken this childhood character and just made her ultra violent and sexualized. And so they're like, what's next? American McGee's uh, a strawberry shortcake? And they put up their own version of like highly adult, violent, sexualized, uh, you know, American strawberry shortcake. Oh and my then god, the people... I'm so uncomfortable. I am so uncomfortable right now. 
Yeah. I am so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the thing is, it, they didn't, it wasn't an apology because people were uncomfortable. It was an apology because the people who owned the copyright, the Strawberry Shortcake, went, season this this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, and but we're protected by, you know, this is considered a protected right. speech. Well, you know, it's, it's satire. You might don't have to like it, but mm-hmm. we can still yeah. say it and put yeah. it out there. And it was a whole legal battle. And for a while, they were like, it's a legal battle. It's costing us money and time. And you know what? We're we know we're guys, right. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, we, we, we are not admitting wrongdoing. We're just saying this is not a battle worth fighting with the resources yeah. that we don't I have. Would, I would to say, fight it with. If, if I had to advise these guys, I would say, um, and possibly for us as well, um, when you have like media on the internet, um, I think a policy of never openly apologize for your media is a sound one mm-hmm. because if you consider all of the jokes that we laugh at because for instance no one here is religious mm-hmm. like particularly mm-hmm. religious but I know for a fact my Christian friends don't find Penny Arcade funny because Tycho Brahe is an atheist and he finds and he finds That's religion the thing, funny yeah, Tycho Brahe is an atheist but I get the feeling that uh, that Gabe is not no, Gabe is not. not yeah he's Gabe not. is very much not and they sort of they make jokes including Jesus mm-hmm. uh, but they're I'm not gonna say they're respectful, no. but they're not like you know. There's yeah. no Dick Wolves raping Jesus, <laughs> you know. Jesus shows up and he's like, you know, they sort of treat him like another gamer dude that comes exactly. out. Did you guys ever see the Pinner K TV stuff? No, 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 no. Yeah, just watch it. It's been, uh, he's extremely religious compared to, and like yeah. he also, yeah, Tycho actually makes jokes about to game about the whole all the time. Oh, yeah. But um, but I think I think a a policy of never never apologize is good because once you open. Once you open the door to an apology of mm-hmm. one specific sector, then you are obligated to so continuously. Yeah. It, it becomes. It's like, it well, if you apologize for that, why are you going to apologize um, for this other thing? Exactly. Know? Like, and also as a consumer of media, even though I don't, I mean, I kind of respect that. Like, for instance, I don't go to Destruct- Destructoid, the video game website anymore. I haven't for years, years and years and years, because uh, one of the writers, uh, Silver, uh, something Silver, the British dude, um, the, the this, gym guy. The, the fat British? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, Jim Silver or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, there was a game coming out years ago um, uh, that was based on the Afghanistan war. Uh, it was Battle for... fuck is that? Uh, God, is that I know what you're fuckfest yeah. city that we've always had problems with over, yeah. over in Afghanistan. Um, anyway, so... So, they, uh, this game company announced that they were going to come out with this game. Um, I think it was Battle for Kandahar. Um... And Kandahar at this time was a fucking bloodbath for us. We were losing a lot of service people, a lot, a lot. Um, and so, uh, so families of slain soldiers came out against it, saying, "Don't tri- for many reasons, but primarily, don't trivialize why our our sons and daughters died. Like, mm-hmm. Don't do that. It's it's totally inappropriate." Uh, and the game company claimed freedom of speech, and they said that we have. We have over a dozen SEAL uh, and Army advisors who have actually been to Kandahar, and we're trying to uh, make it respectful. And, of course, the res- logically, the response from the grieving family members were like, when you make it a game, you tri- trivialize mm-hmm. it. When you make points, when you make, uh, when you make chivos for something that like my son died in, then you trivialize it. I don't care how respectful you think you're being. Um, and so this guy, Silver... Um, uh, covered a lot of it, and it was very interesting. But the last thing that I read by him um, was him basically, uh, in, a, in the most nasty fashion I've, I could ever imagine, um, posting about 
the response from uh, from the grieving families uh, it at times uh, in a snide way cl- uh, claiming that they're psychics because they clearly know what the game is going to be about um, and at other times calling calling one woman a cunt mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because she didn't want this game to come out uh, and I read this and I was so fucking appalled that this would be a response to something so difficult as grieving and war in video games that I, I mean, he came across as a child screaming that he might not get his new toy um, and seemed totally oblivious to the arguments of the other side, um, but also just really inappropriate uh, descriptors of a grieving family. Mm-hmm. Um, that I uh, I stopped reading it like period like that is yeah. the that is the right of me and I feel like that's never really utilized as an option people um, and I used to be like this too it's like people expect the media that they'd like to consume to change for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stop not consuming it and go somewhere else exactly yeah. exactly I usually if in instances like that I'll usually drop them a line to make because I especially in a larger website or mm-hmm. a, a large uh, a company. One person isn't, you know, they're not going to notice that I'm suddenly not reading their site or buying their stuff. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I want you to know. It's like, you did this. Mm-hmm. This is my reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily expecting you to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. But this, this thing yeah, that you did your made you lose me yeah. as, a, as yeah. a reader. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't care about that, then good for you. It's and cool. enjoy your website. I'm going to go do something it's kind else. Of like, well, the guy's yeah. like, if you ever play a game of a female space marine, I'm just not going to listen to it. Okay. It's like, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I'm glad we know why you're not here. Yeah. But it's it's good to know why you're not here. Yeah. But you don't give a shit. Now, if someone yeah. said you're your Muslim joke uh, that you made. That mm-hmm. you know, I know you said you're trying to do a Richard Pryor joke, but it made me uncomfortable, so I don't want to do that again. I think I owe that person an apology. Then and say, you know what? No, you're right. It was a mistake for me to even say that, mm-hmm. and I completely mm-hmm. understand why you would not want me to hear. Yeah. I know I made a mistake of making that joke. Or I would know if someone said, listen, I'm a female, and you, but you guys making this joke about rape. I don't mm. know if we've ever done that. Uh, it made me very yeah, uncomfortable. So. We should put that on the list, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, I think list of there are some make. things yeah. out there that you can apologize for, and I think that shows a better person. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for everything. If someone mm-hmm. says, you, used, you, you cursed, you made fun of religion, it's like, listen, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> And for religion, I don't give a flying fuck. And I'm sorry. But there are things that I'm important. Like, I don't want to be considered a racist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be considered a anti-feminist or, you know. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, if, I go, if I come across that way, I want to know and I want to say either you're going too far. Like, you know, why are you saying history instead of herstory? It's like, okay. I don't yeah, know what to tell yeah. you. Then yeah. I'm sorry. But if it says, like, you are being disrespectful... This way, and it's like I can see your point. I'm sorry, that's not my want. true. Mm-hmm. Outreach is really outreach is super important. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, if I had taken uh, taken your path and I had just emailed them, maybe maybe they would have gotten back to me and totally you know uh, reciprocated in a way where I was like, oh okay, I see that. You know, they could have even gotten back and be like, look, like he feels really strongly about this, but we agree he's he's being a tool here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like people. Uh, we can put out like a bit of a disclaimer. It's like, yeah. people, keep in mind, we are like we playing role-playing games, and, yes. and in a lot of these, we, you know, we are playing characters that don't necessarily <laughs> you know, reflect. <laughs> yeah, no, there are characters that don't necessarily reflect our. You, you know, put a that had specialties in explosives, dude. Yeah. Hey, no, 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 because I, for real, yeah, yeah. yeah. for real, that happens. He yeah. was also he was, he also was a Jewish moneylender. 
was a Jewish money lender. You were a Protestant. Yeah, I was a rich I, man. I, I, was, no, 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 no. I was the bastard daughter of Henry VIII. Oh, okay. And we kept on making fun. Yeah, so she's not the worst. Yeah. I, but at the I same win. time, I was a fucking like gnome. He was a fucking orc. It's a fantasy world where these stereotypes exist. Mm-hmm. We are playing the in character stereotypes. Where have you been? I was out saving the world. No! <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you, I mean, yeah, no, uh, that, that was, I mean, that game was awesome. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason. If you're gonna criticize us, then you know, take a show like fucking uh, 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 Big Bang Theory, where mm. they have a character who is Jewish. And they make so sort of these sort of like stereotypical Jewish jokes, mm-hmm. but they're not really being mean about it. Mm-hmm. Neither yeah. were we. Exactly. You know, yeah. we're you know we're just these things are funny. Hell, if any if any group is going to laugh at itself, it's the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but seriously, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, they're, 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 I mean, there there are lines you don't cross, of course. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like in some of these games, we're playing some really horrible people. Oh yeah, you know, you you tortured people in your game, while out of you know, in real life, you're very unlikely to ever torture anybody. <laughs> yes, very. I mean, it's yes. one of those things that is almost impossible to quantify. Things like intent and context, right? And uh, you know, just the the responses to it. So it's like you can. It's very easy to sit here and be like, "Oh well, we would never do this offensively." It's like, well, until you actually get to that. Well, no, situation. exactly, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. and again, again, you know, we are uh, uh, relatively. Uh, 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 not, what's the word? Uh, Crazy. Uh, no, uh, uh, secular. Uh, no, a, a, a varied group. You know, yeah, we've, yeah, got, yeah. we've got a black man, we've got a Latino, Hispanic. Then, God damn it! Oh. What? I'm Latino. I'm Hispanic too, dude. I'm from fucking Puerto Rico. Why do you call me black? Well, besides the obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you call me black? Gee, I wonder. (laughs) Almost as weird as that time you called me black. (laughs) It's like you know, like 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 we said, it's like. Either uh, you know I'm the whitest uh, Puerto Rican you ever met, or yeah. or you know, or you're like the blackest. Um, <laughs> yeah, the blackest white guy. Yeah, um, I think it's. Uh, um, what was I going to say? What do you guys think about? Um, okay, hey, let me just interject. I really think we should record stuff like this because I'm recording I'm, it right now. Actually, okay, are I, you? Yeah. Yes. Um, I really I listen Surprise! to. Hey, oh, by the way, I'm recording. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. like uh, listening to podcasts where like, they're discussions. I take it all back. I hate you all, especially <laughs> the. Ju- I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, God, God. Um, but uh, I think that. Uh, what do you guys think about um, the the voice of a character and the voice of the player? Now, this comes up in like writing and theater mm-hmm. and screen a lot. Like when a writer creates a character that is racist, is that a voice of the writer or? Where is the separation? Yeah. Because we have no writers. We are improv acting. And as much as I, a lot of gamers I know will swear up and down to their grave that they are not actors, role playing is acting. Yes. yes. Um, okay. But it's improv Especially, as Especially much the way as we, we do, do it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, honestly, when it comes to racism, and just if I have a character who is racist, I will try to avoid on an outer character sense just because I don't want to make any I want people to love our podcast and hear us out and stuff like that mm-hmm. so much so I try to yeah it might, it might fit my character to say something racist but I'd rather avoid it because I don't want to really dis- I don't want to really make anybody uncomfortable I, mean, let's let's I, 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 I see what you're doing but honestly I don't really agree I mean if we're gonna if people know people listening to us know we're just playing our characters personally if I was a played a racist sunder I would go, go full out on the thing. Well, and that's your choice, but my for, for personally for me, it's like, uh, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable even well, I mean, going that far. 
So I don't know if I'd be able to do it well, even if I was in character. So the thing, t- types of racism are built into a lot of these games. I mean, mm-hmm. let's take your typical fantasy game where it's assumed the elves hate the dwarves, the dwarves hate the elves, everybody mm-hmm. hates the orcs. Mm-hmm. And again, let's face it, a lot of these fantasy races are sometimes barely hidden, you know... Uh, analogies, yeah. analogies to real-world, real you know, races. Mm, oh yeah. um, Star Trek is the best at that. I <laughs> mean, let's, we can just go through the races slowly <laughs> and say what they are. Exactly. Oh, that, I but, wonder what Klingons are. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. Yeah. You know, but within the game world, these races, you know, it, it's just the way the game world is written. We can approach it in a whole bunch of different ways. We can just say, well, that's just the way it is. I'm playing an elf. I'm going to hate the dwarf. Well, I'm I think sorry. That, that, or we can, you know, sort of like tackle it head on and go like, you know what? No, I'm going to play that one elf that likes the dwarves. But then, you know, actually deal with it in the game. Have that, you know, elf suffer, you know, consequences because he associates with dwarves. Well, you know, and, and sort of tackle it that I way. I think I'm, I'm totally okay with full-out racism when it's something like dwarves or elves. Even if it is kind of like, or Klingons and stuff. It's like, <clears throat> I know that we could say there's an analogy for Klingons in a certain race or Ferengi in a certain race. And I'm okay with saying those goddamn Ferengis, toad ears, whatever. I'm cool. That's mm-hmm. make-believe. I just, you know, I... I have a hard time. Maybe it's just because I am as white as people. <laughs> I don't, you know. I've been around a lot of people from the uh, from my state who are very comfortable of using those words mm. and saying those jokes. Mm. And I don't know. It always kind of just made me uncomfortable. So even if I was playing a full on southern mm-hmm. southerner. Not that all southerners are southern southern racist. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> full on southerner in a, the worst possible location. <laughs> And during the a, ra- a very racially insensitive time, <laughs> okay. kind of yeah. See, I just, I'm sorry, something. No, not, <laughs> if I was because you just said like a, you brought up that. Yeah, exactly. I, sh- I should have just said plain race. I didn't yeah, mean, if I yeah, yeah, yeah I know uh, what you mean. So, oh, now we're gonna get a circle of apologies here. Yeah. Okay, great. What, what about okay, a southern plantation owner uh, who owns slaves. Okay, I yes, okay, but, okay. I think how about agree. that? That's that's pretty. Okay, so, pretty racist. No, nothing against southerners. Just if if you're racist, we hate you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and if you're a plantain owner. Um, dude, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> plantation owner, really? Yeah, plantation who owns plant- plantains? If, if you own plantains, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I love plantains. I, I used to have a plantain plant in the back of my... Uh, I actually, I actually like uh, cool, shooting, uh, cooking plantains, sometimes fried, sometimes yeah. mashed, yeah. with some but uh, <laughs> I couldn't... I, I have a hard time. I, I wouldn't feel good about doing... If it was acting and stuff, maybe it would be okay, because it's like, I'm playing a character. But if it's something more than that, if it's just a game like that, it's like, you know, I could probably take this further than I want, but I'd rather, I I won't have fun that way because I will actually feel kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And it could just be for the fact that I am so unbelievably white. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't hold it against anybody if they really wanted to. Jailbreak! But, uh, no, I wouldn't hold it against anybody if they want to, but it's just some, a preference that I'm going to try to I like, really understand that. hold back on and just think, I don't need to. Oh. Yeah. Anybody, Angela, what's your opinion? Uh, I basically that. Yeah, I'm in agreement with yes. you. It, it's almost. How about this? Okay. Uh, female, uh, female situations. Uh-huh. I mean, like concerning. Uh, let's. Uh, I, I know there's podcasts out there where you know there's four guys and a female elf, and they all get captured. Well, rape is a sensible. I will not role play a story where Ooh. my character is under uh, the threat of rape. Exactly. Mm. I mean, isn't that? So, I mean, that, that is came, realistic. I, it, it, all, you weren't intending it, but it's where my mind went when we were playing. Uh, it was Dark Heresy. It was okay. when we went on to uh, the planet where James is going to have to fight the uh, the yep. Icon Beast, and one of the the male soldiers put his hand on my shoulder. Uh. And it was like mine, and I'm like, 
Oh fuck no! I, I'll be hundred percent. I did in I, my thoughts. No, went nowhere near I know. that well, direction. We, we talked about it after yeah, the game. Yes, it's like that's. But that's just because I've been totally socialized, totally differently from anybody else at this table. Okay. In mm. regards of thinking, like, when am I going to be in danger? Oh, when I'm surrounded by a bunch of dudes and one's trying to claim ownership of me. Mm. Valid point. Uh, so that's why my character. I, I don't think it was out of character at all for me to respond. Oh, I'm going to kick your ass <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, in part of it was to avoid the possibility of that story going where okay. I was afraid it was going to go. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just like, uh-uh, not, not going to role-play this idea. We're stopping it now. Yeah, even as a DM, even I know if I was role-playing and had females, I would kind of avoid the topic. And you yeah. do, and like all our GMs kind of avoid the topic of sex. Because yeah. it's uncomfortable. I mean, occasionally Jesus will throw me a bone and say my character gets laid. But <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as we go. <laughs> yep. So uh, I think the brothel, I think, was the highest epitome of the sex that oh, we'll right. probably ever reach at that point. And even though, that was supposed to be me getting laid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sort of just failing at yes. <laughs> James failed. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, James, yeah. yeah. I feel like um, because uh, <clears throat> this has come up a lot with, with um, my friends and I, uh, especially because we, when, when uh, growing up I started going to uh, live-action role-playing games, um, that uh, I personally believe uh, firmly in the therapeutic... Uh, possibility of role playing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that. Yes, it can be fun and it can be fluff, but I I advocate highly for people to explore certain aspects of themselves through role playing because it's a safe environment. And I'm, I I used it for uh, anger management uh, for a couple of years actually, um, and it was uh, it was it, it was really really helpful. Um, I think I think for my own part, I believe that everything a character does or says comes from the psyche of the player, but it is, I think there is a distinct you put your toe, sometimes you put your toe in the water of uh, of, of sheer darkness, I guess you could say mm-hmm. like something that's really morally um, uh, reprehensible uh, that is not to say that that is what is in you, that is an aspect of you, but that's just a role playing choice um, but at the same time, I think when you get into patterns, like Character or players who play repeatedly violent uh, characters. I think there's. I think there's something to be said there. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I think I, the guy that was our GM in college. He very firmly believed that you can tell a lot about a person by what sort of player uh, characters they choose to play. Absolutely. And maybe not so much in like a one-off situation, but again, the patterns. You know, yeah. like the big joke was uh, Billy's characters were always in love with me in college, and I never even acknowledged he existed. <laughs> That's awesome. Like that, that. That possibly said. Said just a little, just a little bit, yeah, absolutely. So they ended up married, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's working out, right? Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I mean, for my own part, every every player has uh, their own limits, um, and I think when you when you push those limits, it's important. It's important not to be confined by fear when it comes to stuff like role playing. Uh, the same thing with like you know video games or any sort of entertainment um, within within within. Uh, Reason uh, I once was part of a live action game that took place in a prison. It was a great game. It was wraith based. It was scary, scary game. How how you make a game where you're wandering around the shutdown cafeteria of a c- campus college, calling it a uh, calling it a prison. Most of it happens during chow time. And how you manage to make that fucking scary, I don't know. But they pulled it off. However, I learned that there was a simulated rape scene uh, mm. between two prisoners that happened, and one of them was my best friend. Um, and he is the nicest guy in the world, and he and I were raised Catholic, um, and always have some sort of like fucked up like uh, guilt thing from a from a uh, 
from a live action role, or from a role playing game uh, kicking around there. And yeah, I talked to him afterwards because he was the assailant, um, mm. and I was like, "How'd that work?" And he was just like, "It sounded like some." He was like, "On one level, I was kind of flattered that the storytellers would put me in that position because it shows that they think that I'm a mature role player." He's like, "But now that it's all said and done, uh, we were playing rock paper scissors to basically describe something that I think is the worst, one of the worst acts a, a human being can do." And he's like, it's one thing to say, I'm an evil vampire. I eviscerated none. Ha, ha, ha. It's another thing to be like, I have a sister. You know, like, at one point that came up during the scene, I guess. And he was just like, I, you know, let's just kind of get through this. Because um, it's not uh, it's not something that he really wanted to do. So I think that... Yeah, it's like, you know, you, you can sort of acknowledge that, okay, this happened. You don't necessarily need to play it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Not only that. I think it's I'm important not... It's important to know the comfortable. I mean, like... In, in, you know your people that you're playing with, and mm-hmm. you know the people that want to listen. I mean, if you are podcasting, you're going to lose people if you do go into the heavy detail mm-hmm. yes. rape scenes. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you know, and I can say I had there's nothing. I understand this is a game to you. I'm uncomfortable here. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm playing with people and they really get, and I remember in my high school, it was like it was like a brothel, and it's like you couldn't pay, so just take what you want. And everybody else was like, yeah, you know, just Ooh. goofing around. And that's like Ooh. I don't. That's like my character tries to stop them, and I end up dying. I'm like. Yeah, I'm done here. It's like yeah. I'd rather I don't want to go that far. I'm not yeah. comfortable that way. So you yeah. need to know. And I will say that you know I, I certainly don't want to role play out a rape scene or anything. But especially if it was like discussed beforehand, like hey, we're interested in exploring a story where rape might be an element. You know, maybe we're going into a, a town that has been pillaged and plundered, mm-hmm. and of course, often part of what a raiding party will do is they will rape the women. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a, I am okay with, with exploring that from a story standpoint. Mm-hmm. I just cannot imagine ever being okay playing a situation where it yeah. happens to my character. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Same and here. roll me your stamina. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, there will be no rolling of anything. Yeah. <laughs> the, the narration that occurred, actually, to have this, this circumstance that I'm describing... Uh, came up was that it was uh, all male prison, um, and there was one female. Um, there was one female prisoner because she was too max security to keep with uh, to keep in her former. She was a she was an assassin, basically, and it sounds really stupid and, and role play, um, but well, uh, so female space yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but my my friend was the uh, my friend was like the biggest badass in the in the. Uh, in the uh, in the game, it actually the joke was it wasn't a game until he successfully escaped. <laughs> he successfully <laughs> escaped like four times, and so it's like okay, my evil fucking character is like my character is really horrific. Not enough people are trying to kill me. Yeah, I'm going to try to do something really despicable. I'm going to try to sexually assault the only female prisoner. Um, and then during the scene, it was just like my new objective is to try to get myself killed. He was just like he was just like this is. He was like, "This is too weird," mm-hmm. and he, he, that's where he found his limit, um, you know. And he, and I feel like when you're talking about pushing boundaries, not just socially, but um, but uh, or with taboos, but with, with anything, you know, with with role playing. Like if you're a shy person, try playing a social character. Like that's a boundary that you can push. Mm-hmm. Pushing towards the darker side, I think uh, everybody it's it's uh, it's up to it's up to the player. Does that mean that? But does that mean that? Getting back to the original question. How much of it do you guys think has to do with the actual internal monologue of the of the player? Um, 
Like, would you ever, like, would somebody ever do something fucked up in a game and then afterwards, totally normal person, but would you, like, remember that? Would that flavor how you interact with that person? It, it like, if someone, ins- if, if it's just, if someone insists on trying to do a rape scene, that would probably affect it. It also depends mm. on, again, on how they approach it. Let's say, again, yeah. you know, for example, use that same, you know, we were playing a scenario where, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a prison, there's, like, the one female. This is a situation where you can reasonably imagine there is an, a, a danger of rape towards mm-hmm. this female. Just, yeah, look at the situation. Mm-hmm. And let's say, again, this happens. The female mm-hmm. character, you know, it, it ends up that the female character is raped. Depends on how it was approached within the game. Like, mm-hmm. for example, you know, again, put it out. Let's say my character, Angela's character, or you, or anybody, whoever was playing the other character, this happens, and so as you said, like, it's sort of like a, a, a curtain falls, mm-hmm. and this happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And we dealt with it, and then we sort of deal with the fallout in the mm-hmm. game. Yes. That would be okay. If, however, I started assisting, all right, so now we're going to play this out, so I rip open your shirt, <laughs> right? and then I, you know, and I start doing that, you know, or, you know whoever's playing that, that's going to be a very, it's like, wait, no, you were clearly enjoying yeah, the description yeah, yeah. of the But then also, in that, in that story, the question I have is, why did you jump to what is the most conventional rape scene idea in the outside world? But you know that in prison, mm-hmm. the most often the rapes happen between two men. Mm-hmm. So why no. wasn't that the story that was chosen to Very true. Uh, Very true. to be explored? Like I said, it, it's it actually it's, was. It's an, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It, well, was, no, yeah. it was at one point, but um, but the big discussion was because uh, I'm sorry, Billy, I cut you off. No, that's that's fine. But I was I guess I was just gonna say it once again. It gets down to communication. Mm-hmm. If you really are comfortable with the people, that is absolutely your choice. Now, if you're recording it, you're gonna might lose to people. But yeah. if it's all about, I if you it, if a company says I am completely comfortable RPing this, showing the danger, seeing the showing the effects, and they do it well, my hat's off to them. Mm. They did something well. I don't see it done well a lot. Mm. Like well, that, all I could say is like MMOs. Like yeah. when I role play in City of Heroes, when people say I play a rapist. Yeah, it's like I, I just don't. It's like you immediately lose me because <laughs> what their characters out there say that. Yeah, it's like I'm, 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 I'm a city of I'm a level yeah, five yeah, rapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's exactly. It's it's, it's just this kind is of a like. Yeah, it's kind of just more of a like. Okay, I understand so experiencing rapists, the dark yeah. that darkness inside you. I like playing a villain. I have a villain on there who's a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a pretty horrible individual. I just don't want to ever get into that. Nor really explore that kind of story because I know myself I don't want to explore mm. that darkness, yeah. that certain mm-hmm. sort of darkness. And I sure the hell wouldn't know how to approach someone else if they want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there are some people who I know some women who do. It's like, oh, I, I do have a kind of a, fa- a rape fantasy, and the guy and they meet up and they have a good time, and that's like, and it's like, why? And they're like, oh, I just enjoy it. It's like. Who am I to judge? It's mm-hmm. you guys if, enjoying. If it really is between, uh, as they all say, consenting. Again, if, but two yeah. consenting adults, two or more, I guess. Yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. you know, then fine, you know, within your group. The, the the line is crossed when you're doing something that the other person is uncomfortable with and you are pushing that on Yeah, them. a good example. Yes, let's say, again, you know, say all this group, and let's say we were all okay for whatever reason, we, none of us here thinks it's okay, mm-hmm. but if we were all okay, it was like, let's describe this rape scene, well, that's that's on us. Yeah, yes. you know, that's yeah. on this group. I was actually, and I brought this up with Jesus after I started role playing with you guys. Uh, after the second game of the Warhammer 40k game, mm-hmm. I talked to Jesus and I was like, I think we should change my character. Yeah, because I think that 
uh, there's no reason for them to not think that I'm actually a sexual deviant in some <laughs> manner. And, like, I was actually very sensitive to how Angela was role-playing with me because I made that character off in, like, five minutes. I have no idea what the Warhammer 40K universe is like. <laughs> I just know that tech priests exist, and I thought it was funny if I'm going to play this character once. Like, what if he's attracted to machines? Like, that's so weird and funny. By game four, I was like, shut it down. When you get into the point where your character was pretty much the same inside, there was no real growth besides the fact that he liked to hunt the machines. Exactly. <laughs> and it was it was a I thought it was a funny it yeah, was a funny it, gag. It once. really was yeah. fun. Exactly, it was funny for you know for that one yeah. session. It was like, exactly. Really but that's that. this is what defines my character from yes. now on. Exactly, and ex- <laughs> and it, that would be an example of like pushing a boundary. I've never played a character like that. It's a ludicrous setting in the first place. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, a level five rapist. And <laughs> somebody going it's like, oh, I've got a dual class rapist pederast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah, no, we definitely. And then when uh, when Billy's character decided he was going to be a mech boy, oh good, an orc. And all covered in technology. <laughs> Let's change the character. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. I get to see me like, you know, why do I have to clean the poosh? Because <laughs> I want you to. Slowly, uh, Barsher. <laughs> Barsher did the full boy thing. And it's, you know, you see an orc in a quarter crying. A full boy, <laughs> that boy, that is amazing. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um. <laughs> so, so we kind of all agree that it's all about first the comfort level of yes. the, in that if you're going to do something, explain it. But uh, if you're not comfortable with something, always just say no. And if they actually have a, a problem with that, mm-hmm. then then you know you're not. Then you're you don't want to. Right. I mean, it, it, it gets to the point. If I say I think I have to kill your character because your character is doing this, <laughs> and you say I'm not comfortable with that, then you're like, well, then I don't think you're going to work in this group. <laughs> yeah. But if Angela would, if someone's like, oh fuck it, if I say David. Um, in this campaign, mm. you're going to be uh, raped by a man. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm not comfortable with that. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. you're not a true role player. Then it's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have my limits. And mm-hmm. yes, I, I don't think my limit of, and if that's beyond I mean, the belief, really then it's like, where I, you're not going to work together. You really? were like, look, I'm looking at your character, looking at the scenario. This is something that might happen. You okay with that? Yep. No, I'm not. Yep. Or you know, or if you say no, I'm not, then I go like, all right, so let's 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 work with this. Let's mm-hmm. change it. How can okay. we change mm-hmm. the scenario or your character so this is no longer something that's you know likely to happen and, and everybody's comfortable. I mean, there's there's the rule of cool, but I think even more important than that is the rule of fun. Right. So I am totally okay with borking the rules or borking the setting to say no, we're going to hand wave, and that is not in fact exactly. part of the setting. Yes. Like we hand waved it. So that there could be a female space frame. Yeah, we didn't totally ignore the fact that the setting says this shouldn't happen. We yeah, didn't we actually put it, it. I actually made it part of the story. Yeah. yeah. So it could make sense. I mean, because we play some pretty dark games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But just because the games are dark doesn't necessarily mean, like, oh crap, none of us here wants to do this horrible thing, but it's in the game, so I guess we have to. It's like, yeah. no, we don't have to. Yeah. 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 We've had rape in uh, Warhammer, oh, Dark Heresy. I remember there was an uh, episode where. Some soldiers and me and us, we were hang- we we kind of occupied a house. Oh no, there was attempted rape. That, that was stopped. no, no, no exactly. Rape. And that was a that was a, it's like that that almost did the same exact thing than having it against a player. It's like to an NPC, it's almost like I'm giving you a chance to explore this. But Jesus Christ, wouldn't it have been awkward if my character just said I closed the door and it's like then yeah. then I'd be I'll, like, I'll be honest, the thought that you would do that did not cross my mind. If the thought if I thought your character would do it, I probably would not. Absolutely, it's all about communication knowing your players. Yes. I mean, you, I, I don't mind what rape being part when I get to stop it. Yes, <laughs> or when I get to help someone through it, I can do that. But when it starts affecting my character or it's happening to my character or happening to another player character, it's like. 
there, I don't really, I'm not going to really bring this mm-hmm. up to you. If yes. I do, if I think it's important to know that there's a rape going on, mm-hmm. I will do it to an NBC, and I'm probably going to warn at least some, like, you guys, it's like, this is going to be pretty sexually, <laughs> but there's my, that's my thing, I guess. I don't really ever want to explore a story like that. Well, um, also, it's that we, we don't really play any hyper-realistic yes. stories. We don't play games that are set in the real world. There's mm-hmm. always something, you know, uh, Excuse me, Founder Falls? <laughs> <laughs> there's always something that's weird. <laughs> Uh, there's also the, there's and also it's like rape is such a real world thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is amazing that I have escaped being a statistic. Quite frankly, <laughs> it, uh, you know, wow, beat the odds. Uh, so it's like I, I would prefer to to remain beating the odds yeah. and not in, playing, including yes. in your fantasy yes. fun yes. time pretendy games. Yeah, yes. yes. you know? I think so, I think the same thing comes. Uh, yeah, I think. When you're talking about things you would like to avoid in uh, in the fantasy world, uh, things like assault, sexual assault specifically, um, yeah, assault or like is disease. Most <laughs> fantasy, yeah, world. Exactly. In fact, yeah. the entire swaths of the rulebook are based around <laughs> assault. <laughs> um, but like you know, other things like we've uh, like uh, at least with with this group, we've never played a game that's based around people solely dying from a wasting disease. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fucking bummer. Like yeah. pers- pers- personal experience. Watching it is bad enough, yes. and like I've played it in live action games. But again, going back to the therapeutic aspect, mm-hmm. that does not mean that. David finds entertainment in wasting diseases. Yes. I did something um, like that. Yeah. Where my, I had a character, I made him a year. It's like, I'm going to raise, uh, it was a city of heroes, it's like, this character is alive for a year. He has mm-hmm. a disease, and he's going to waste away slowly. And it was all about finding kind of that last hope and living and finding redemption for his last his last year, and it was really beautifully done. Mm. That right. being said, I didn't really bring that to people unless I really knew them, and I kind of said, hey, by the way, he's, he's wasting away. He's dying, and if you're really going to get close to this character, you're going to have to deal with that. And I had several people that say, listen, my mom went through this. I can't do this. It's like, absolutely, mm-hmm. don't worry about it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't not, get brought up. But there was, yeah, there, was a, there was a girl, uh, Claire, I think, uh, Jupe Rocket or, was her handle. She was like, that's really interesting. I'll try it. And it was a very beautiful, like, final redemption story mm-hmm. with a really happy ending. And the ending was he did die, mm-hmm. but he died happy. Mm-hmm. And so I think there are aspects of Death, but like I said, once again, it's always about knowing what your partner is comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't want to fall into the school of like all role plays writing interactive fiction because some mm-hmm. of it is just pure fun. We're not yes. really writing interactive fiction. We're just we're just having fun. Yeah. And we're having a fun doing the most ridiculous. Things. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you but don't I, you yeah. don't need to take it hyper seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, look, you know, in 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 actual literature. There are some of the best books that are ever written deal with some otherwise depressing and terrible things, mm-hmm. and they deal with it either therapeutically or just examining it as part of the human condition. And we can totally do those things within a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, the the, the 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 basic sort of rule is: what's your group comfortable with? What are you you know, and what are you willing to do? And I mean, going back to the the rape thing. It's also none of us really plays uh, uh, characters that are sort of likely to end up raping anybody. You know, mm-hmm. none of us are, are, are like that. Uh, My character is despicable yeah. in so many ways, but it's like there's. I mean, like I guess in like fantasy and horror and everything, you're going to murder. I mean, it's an action movie. You're going to murder someone or kill someone. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think rape it takes it a little bit too. Like yes. I, I mean, there's. I mean, there's on the degree of worst things you could do. I guess murder is horrible, but rapes right up there. Yeah. Of 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, depending on how you look at it, yeah, it, 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 it can be sort of worse because it, the, the suffering doesn't end at the death. No, the no. suffering then continues. No, absolutely. So it's uh, like I never want to play someone that leaves that kind of mark, well, even if it's well, just you've an got, you've got other players that they will gladly tell you, yeah, my character's a bastard and he'll rape anybody he meets and whatever, you know. Well, not necessarily anybody he meets. Well, you, you, get the, <laughs> you get the idea. I'm, 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 making, I'm making cartoonish references. Mm, yes. But you know, you know, there are people who will play characters where they will, yeah, gladly, in fact, proudly state mm-hmm. that, yeah, my character is likely to, you know, do this. Yeah, I once, uh, you were going to say something, too. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, like you brought up, like, writing or, or like, writing a novel, writing a screenplay, that, or, or watching mm-hmm. a movie, reading something, uh, and I can deal with those subjects so much better in those situations, because it's a very private experience, mm-hmm. whereas if we're dealing with a subject that's very sensitive... Mm-hmm. I'm here in front of, you know, sitting around right. with four guys, and it's like, I'm having an emotional breakdown inside, but no, I don't want to show up because this is a very private experience for me, so it's, that's part right, of the right. reason that I wouldn't ex- want to explore in a role-playing game, whereas if you mm-hmm. looked at stuff that I write, maybe you would find things that's like, wow, I never knew Angela's thoughts would go that way. Mm-hmm. But Again, because just it's because you're willing to explore it in one medium doesn't yes. mean you Absolutely. want to explore it in another one. Yeah, that's exactly. brilliant. Yeah, just because I'm willing to write about it doesn't mean I want to play <laughs> it with you guys. I love you guys, I trust you guys, yeah. I don't necessarily want any of you to virtually rape me in a game, you know? I'll mark that off the list. Yeah. 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 It's like, I know you guys are all looking forward to it, but let me put a stop to that right now. All right, I all actually, right. one of my uh, one of my earliest, not earliest, uh, one character, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Werewolf, um, the... Yeah. Second edition. It's like, you know, there's a there's a clan of werewolves that are um, that are based around being badasses and uh, part of them, a large swath of them sided with the Nazis during World War II, mm-hmm. believing themselves to be pure, wanted to purify werewolf and humankind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still a big deal. You run into those werewolves in werewolf games, and this was during a LARP, where, you know, they walk around with shaved heads and, and talking about talking about shit. And I I, I felt like they were uh, I, th- I felt like they were just kind of um, just giving bare lip service to like the horror that racism can actually bring. So I made a character in their clan, or in their tribe, um, and he was a uh, he was a sharp skinheads against racial prejudice. Um, mm-hmm. And he used to be a neo-Nazi when he was really young. When he found out that he was a werewolf, and so they're all sitting around the campfire, and people are talking about their first turn. You know, it's kind of like talking about puberty. Or you're, you know, you're losing your virginity or something, virginity or something, but it's about your like, you know, your first, your first pack, your first kill, things like that. And I told a story about how I learned how to be a werewolf, and we were all, uh, you know, we were all white, and we were a gang, and my first kill was uh, raping and murdering a, uh, a half black girl, and kind of that's what happened like everybody got real quiet <laughs> like all the dudes with like you know fucking combat boots and shaved heads were real fucking quiet and I was just like well it was I mean what, what was it like for you <laughs> um, like cause you know you just told me that because I might be part Polish you're not gonna even talk to me so tell the group tell the group tell the group like what <laughs> like what, what terrible shit did you do to like earn this and the and like that my my interest was exploring both hearing myself say those words because, because the dynamic of 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 sex and being a male, um, especially being a male raised by all women, like I wanted to explore that. Like, what is re- what is remorse on that level going to possible? How how would you how would you act that? And so I just you know being a fucking werewolf was totally secondary to all of that. It was just a vehicle for me to get with a bunch of fucking <laughs> big guys and be like, hey, uh, this is actually what my character did. Like, no glorious battle cries or anything like that. Um, and secondly, 
and perhaps selfishly, um, because now looking back, I don't know if I should have imposed this on other players, but I wanted to kind of confront players about that. Like, if you're going to walk around and say, like, oh, yeah, my characters, you know, we sit at Denny's at four in the morning all talking about our characters and joking around, and then people are like, oh, yeah, my character totally fucking murders, like, all you know, he, he murders black people, but only black people because he's totally racist. I, I sat with those guys, and that's when I was like, yeah, okay, I want to see, like, how... I want to see why you roleplay that. Mm-hmm. And it was because it was an old trope, mainly, and I wanted to kind of confront them with mm-hmm. that. Um, and I feel like that was useful in a therapeutic level. I don't ever want to play that ca- <laughs> I don't ever want to deal with that. I think emotionally that was really exhausting for me because I was just like... Because there is a part of my brain where I was like, fuck, what, what would I do if I was that kind of monster? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how would I possibly... And especially because my character was trying to get redemption. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, step one, admit what you did. Step two, hope they don't kill you immediately. <laughs> step three, like, try to make it better, knowing you'll never make it better, because the one person that you're trying, that you want to make it better to, you can't yeah. do that. It's yeah. impossible. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I mean, I've got a similar experience with, with a character that I'm playing online right now. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically, he's, he's a Lucifuge in New World Darkness. Basically, they, as, as I told you this earlier, they basically, their thing is that they are literally the devil's children. Uh-huh. Like seventh, seven generations from, on, the, on the seventh generation, after the devil literally slept with you know mm-hmm. your ancestor, mm-hmm. your sort of you know demonic heritage starts appearing. You're still human, but you've got the blood of Lucifer himself in you. And this you know you either you know give in temptation or you fight against it, and it allows you to sort of call upon certain sort of demon abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they always have a price. Like uh, my character, for example, he can sort of shift into a really powerful demonic form. But when it's over, so he can only keep it up for like a minute or two, and after it's over, he literally just goes insane for a little while. You know, he's mm-hmm. like just completely a broken shell of a man because, mm-hmm. in order to call upon that power, he has to deny everything that's human about him mm-hmm. and sort of accept and bring out this demonic side that normally he tries to repress. Mm-hmm. So it has serious sort of psychic repercussions on him. But in addition to that, my character's backstory, he was basically, you know, he was a soldier. He was always a, a tough man. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, after he sort of finished his tour of duty, he found that the only thing he was really good at was combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I do. So he sort of went mercenary for a while. He went down to Africa, fought in a lot of those really nasty uh, conflicts down there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole killing people thing didn't, I mean, this was just what he did. He was mm-hmm. a professional soldier. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 he sort of deadened his senses to that. The day he does, he discovered his uh, sort of, you know, his power sort of came to light. Mm-hmm. He's got before I, I go that another aspect of my character is he's got this merit called null. Null is basically he means he's a walking spiritual dead zone. For about thirty feet around him, spirits cannot manifest. They suffer all sorts of penalties, etc., etc., etc. Which is pretty fun to play. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so his first sort of real brush with the supernatural was uh, they he, they were in a village down in the Congo and when they come into this village they he and his squad find that everybody there has been just completely murdered mm-hmm. and as they're going to the village all of a sudden they are accosted by all the children in the village who have been possessed by spirits oh and have weapons and are just shooting at his squad and his squad doesn't know what to do because they're kids mm-hmm. you know so they're trying to hide they're getting picked off they're getting killed by these possessed children and uh, you know my character uh, basically you know he, he's got like you know his devilish blood is starting to boil up you know mm-hmm. he's starting to lose control and he finally does lose control just goes full demon and starts barreling into the children 
Here's what happens. The children were possessed by spirits. He is a null. Oh. As soon as he got close enough, he just him being close enough drove away those spirits. So as oh. he starts running towards them, all these children are suddenly freed. He doesn't stop. Mm. Because oh. he's lost control. He slaughters all these children. All the people in his squad are dead. So... Yeah, this is this is like his background. This is what happened in the past. A real so, uplifting story. Yeah, a real yeah. uplifting story. So now this character is defined in many ways by somehow trying to find redemption for what he knows he did. Interesting. Because he, I mean, and again, he can rationalize it to himself and say, like, I wasn't in full control of my faculties. I had, first time I'd given over into this dark power, I wasn't in full control. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. But at the end of the day, you know, he knows that that demon side of him exalted in it. Mm. You know, yeah. so so he's just racked with guilt. Yeah. And he, you know, and that's yeah. sort of what drove him to be one of the good Lucifer. Right. Because he wanted to, it's like, redeem himself. And in a way, even though he's a hunter and he hunts down vampires and demons and all this stuff, he firmly believes, and his philosophy is... What makes a monster a monster is the actions, not mm-hmm. the nature. Interesting. If you're a vampire, but you don't kill anybody, you subsist, you subsist off animal blood, or mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or blood bags, or whatever, soy blood. Uh, so yeah, yeah, whatever, soy blood. you know, yes. or, you know, true blood, whatever, <laughs> you know, then you know you're technically you're technically a monster, but I'm not going to hunt you. Mm-hmm. If you did horrible things, but you are trying to redeem yourself. Then you know, because and he ha- and he's like, I have to believe this because if I don't believe that for others, how can I believe it for myself? I had a character that was kind of similar like that. He uh, was a Jedi. It was a uh, Star Wars RP, and his thing was he worked for the Sith. He was like uh, really good at manipulating minds. Mm-hmm. And this was during the Clone Wars, and he wanted his own personal like Vader. He's like, you know, I know the Emperor doesn't like Sith, kills them off after they use. So he's like, I'm gonna make a really powerful. Like I'm gonna get a real powerful person to be my apprentice. He's like, but who has who has more? Uh, he's like, who who has a lot of midichlorians? Well, I do, and so does the Southern Inquisitor. So they got together and had a daughter. And he spent, you know, he spent forever just trying to corrupt his daughter's mind, like fuck it over, like really make it horrible. Hmm. And then I guess at one point he snapped. You know, he got the monster that he wanted, but by doing that absolutely horrible action to a kid, he's like. Oh my God! What did I just do? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's lines that he wasn't ready to cross. So he spent his next twenty years trying to find redemption, and his entire thing was. And people said, like, do you think she, your daughter will ever forgive you for what you did to her? Mm-hmm. He's like, she should never forgive me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you can never. Re- I can never find redemption. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can do is at least try for it. Mm-hmm. Trust her. He's like redemption. He's like, I, it, I'm beyond that. What I did should never be forgiven. Should never be forgotten. And he's like, that's why... I'll, so he's like, but the very least I can do is try to make up for it. And that's what drove him to be a pretty a good guy. Like, he, he became a light-sided like Jedi at the end. Hmm. Died a hero. He still had a plot... You know, he, he was... He, he died of a heart attack because he's like, I spent so long like as a Sith, mm-hmm. as an evil person, that it just corrupted my body. So in the end, he used all his powers to fight this like monster, hmm. save, save his friends, and he just died of a heart attack. And people are like... You know, and that was the perfect thing for me. It's like I wasn't looking for an epic thing to save the galaxy, so my daughter. It's like no, he just wanted to do good over and over because though he could never fix what he did, at least he can try to. Mm. He's like, uh, at least I could try to do something good for somebody else because what I did was too bad, and and it was it was really interesting exploring that. But I think going back to our main topics, this just 
the dark using darkness could really uh, exploring that really dark side of humanity to change your character is cool. But it seems like sounds like we all, what we're all doing is it's kind of fun to use that darkness in order to overcome something. Yes, yeah. like I used uh, and, and you know yeah, it's Sith alchemy to on a child. It is just, but honestly, it is it is a uh, child abuse. Mm-hmm. You murder children, right? Rapist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa there. Oh yeah, <laughs> racism. It's like yeah, okay. we all use that step as a stepping stone to explore. You know, we realized that we were bad, and we tried to get better, and we just explored how do you get better from a horrible aspect? How do you get better from that that point on? And can you? And that's what we explored. While some people sometimes seem to like, I want to get, I want to start off that horrible, and I just want to keep on digging myself worse and worse. Mm. And it's like I don't, I don't, I, I've never found the appeal of. Playing a bad character over again. I mean, yeah, let's be a bad honest. Like, and having him become more. Yeah, bad. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Dark Heresy, they're they're not good people, but in the end, they are trying to do what they think is right. Dark Heresy. They're, they're trying. To, they're basically, you know, and the definition of antiheroes. Yeah. You yes. know, they're 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 doing their they're heroic in their dedication to what they believe, even though what they believe what they're trying to do will lead them to do some very terrible things. Right, and that's, I think that's important. Yeah, that's most definitely. I remember, uh, I think last year or the year before, I was I went to one of the meetup groups for an Exalted game, and they were, groupers, since there were no, but there wasn't really that many people there, they were discussing a Demon the Fallen game they were playing. I like Demon the Fallen. Yeah, you, you don't, then you don't want to listen to the rest of the story. Uh-oh. But, uh... <laughs> basically, oh, don't tell me, they, they, it wasn't about uh, finding redemption with them. Not so much. Uh, yeah, the, the basic the gist of it was, they were starting talking about, like, yeah, we started playing the game, but some people didn't appreciate, like, how far the darkness, I mean, we're, we're demons, we're supposed to go far into the darkness, well, alright, what, what sort of things do you do? Well, uh, there's one instance where we uh, raped the baby, I'm like, Wow! Oh! Huh. I feel like that is just ugh. yeah. That is a mark of gamers who haven't experienced uh, anything. True. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, or like true, you know, true, true suffering. Yes. Like that's why I said, like you know, playing a character with cancer, yeah, like, yeah. you can immediately tell the people who actually do that <laughs> yeah. in real life because they're like, oh, serious, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, so basically, at the end, I'm like, oh, interesting. I didn't really say anything. I was like, okay, nod my head. I was like, oh, look at the time. I should really. I got the fuck out of there at yeah. that point. Like I yeah. was just uncomfortable as hell in that in that room right. in that room right then and there. I couldn't be around them. Because even if they w- that story wasn't going to come up in an exalted, yes. game, it's like, do well, I no, want to play with players that are all on that at all? Exactly. Getting back to the voice of the player and the voice of the character. Yes, like, so yes. There, I think there is bleed over. <laughs> yes, yes, there really I think that, that's sort of proved it. Actually, I'm not saying that those guys are actual baby rapists. It's in how you approach the character. Yeah. You can play a horrible character, but the, again, there's a big difference in how you approach it. Mm-hmm. You, you have your my character, you know, your character who's a racist, my character who killed the children. We could have gone completely different directions. I mm-hmm. could have gone like, yeah, my character this, and you know what? He is remorseless. He doesn't care. He's yes. become a monster. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and I know players, I know people who would be all about playing a character like that, that just mm-hmm. kept went dark and kept going dark. That's not my approach, though. That's yeah. not something that I would enjoy. And so much of it, again, comes back to context. Because like, you're talking about like if a, a writer puts in a racist character, is that the voice of the writer, or are they just exploring something? Mm-hmm. And so much of it depends upon how is the, the audience supposed to view this character? How do other characters in the story view this character? Mm-hmm. Uh, because even if you had chosen to play someone that was totally remorseless about killing all these children, yeah, again, if yeah, it was exactly. clear that the story was 
no, you're being ostracized for right. that. Exactly. Then I maybe in a role playing game there is a question of why are you interested in doing that? But it's clear yeah. that overall the story is right. No, that was a bad thing. Well, they, we just kind of just played something like that. I mean, you guys <laughs> played despicable characters in the end. You just worried about yourself, never cared about somebody, and you killed a hooker, buried her, and killed somebody like in a hit and run. Mm-hmm. If, if I was, the, if I would have made got you to win, yeah, yeah, no, you nobody guys, got, nobody got rewarded for that. Yeah, no, no one got. If I said, you know, in the end, like you know, you know what. You got out, and you killed another hooker. High five! You know, like you get, you know, you get twenty more experience. It would be Grand Theft Auto the RPG. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, like, oh. like <laughs> imagine like an Emperor Strikes Back console that walks out and just makes a racist joke, <laughs> like to uh, to anybody. Yeah. It's like. What? Oh, and then, and then it was just the same story, but it's like, so are we Are we all just going to be okay with him being racist Luke, at this point? you're half black. No! It's impossible! Wow. Yeah, yeah, you know. It, it, it would have been, it's like, if there is racism, as Angela said, if there is racism, I kind of want to see, I don't want to see it in a good light. Yes. Exactly. So it, it depends on how it's approached in the story, because if the story, you know, there's a really racist character, and the story holds about how this is great that he's racist, <laughs> and how in the end it's proven that he's right to hate black people because black people are evil. But his then, racism helped him save the universe. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, this is probably, yeah, it might be the point of view of the, of the writer. While if it's like, no, there's this really racist character, and he doesn't necessarily, again, it's not necessarily that's like, and so we have to kill this character. It's like, mm. no, no, I mean, the character can possibly live and get even get away with it. Mm. But if the story clearly shows that this is not a positive thing, this is, it is not necessarily a good thing in the in the world that mm. this character is racist, then it's probably not necessarily, you know, the point of view. Here's the question. Do we, do we have time for... Do we have, going yeah. on? we have time? How do you guys feel? I'm, I'm fine. Because I'm 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 I... I, I um, I, I'm so, Okay, a couple of things. One, I've done a lot of these roundtable discussions for a LARP that I used to help run, and so like we would talk about stuff in the game. So if I seem like I'm moderating, <laughs> because it's like a fucking muscle response <laughs> at this point. Um, but uh, uh, would you guys say that we play, play a game um, and, and we get negative responses for one of our characters, say my character, something about my character. Nothing too overt. He's not like a stereotype or anything, but uh, he does something that is inherently offensive to more than one listener, and they post about it. Should I change my character? I think if you can understand their reasoning behind it, mm-hmm. you should consider it. I mean, if it depends. I mean, if someone came to me and said, "Listen, I'm from English, and what you're doing, your English accent is mm-hmm. completely botched. It's just it's a caricature. I, I want you to change Barsha." Like, then I'd be like, "It's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. It's a forty <laughs> Warhammer 40k, they're orcs, they have tusks in their teeth. Mm-hmm. If I can just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, cari- yeah, you know what? Yes, your accent is a caricature. Of, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. the You can do the same thing with the Fortune's Fools game. Like, it took place during the Renaissance where religion and basically was mainstay of the culture at the time, and also your orcs and elves. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to say, like, I know your character's playing, say, a Muslim, and you, the whole explosive thing is really setting me off. Actually, no, I think about it, now that I say it out loud, it might be an issue. I didn't use it as like I'm going to destroy carriage. Yeah, I don't, I don't it understand. was I. I do have gunpowder that I use to throw. Uh, you know, I, I use it to stop the evil by like you know setting yes. in certain places. Yes. I mean, I think if you're going to just say I don't like your concept, you're like, well, what did you like about it? And you're like, I just don't like the concept. And I say, give me examples. Like, uh, when did I use the gunpowder offensively? Like with suicide bombing? Yeah. Yes. Like, no. No. Yeah. Exactly. It's like. It never came up. My character, he traveled the world. He was from the Middle East. He went to Asia. That's where he got this black powder. That's his story. 
He knows about black powder. He knows how it burns. It's like it's not because I'm saying, oh, ha, ha, he can make a vest of this and yeah. blow up. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, no, he has the knowledge. It'd be like saying um, you can't have a Muslim character who's, who's versed in explosives. It's mm. like, well, in real life, there are Muslims who are versed in explosives, and some of them are SWAT team. Mm. They military. are people, yeah, United military, States military, United yeah. States military. Just because I use explosives doesn't mean I'm trying to make it offensive. Mm. I, just because my Irishman likes to drink beer doesn't mean I'm going to make him a raging drunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because I do all these things doesn't mean I'm trying to make it a stereotype. I'm just using it as a character development. Okay. Now, if I were to say, if they said, listen, this one point about, you you know, your character strapped a whole bunch of things to his chest, lit it on fire, and suicide bombed a place, and I'd be like, and I can understand that. It's like, I probably should change the character, though I wonder how he survived. (laughs) I would change a character if I could see their point and find it offensively. If I got a huge outpouring for people that suddenly said I'm incredibly offended by this character, I would very much consider it because clearly I've pissed off a nice little chunk of the internet. But it's it's the difference between, for example, say, playing a black character and play a character in blackface, ah. you know, for all, and, and and it can be a very sort of difficult line to tell when you yourself don't know when you crossed it. Yeah. again, you know, I'm you know I'm Hispanic, you're black, you guys are white. Yeah, there is stuff that you don't necessarily know. You know, it's like when did I cross this line? You know, when when you do something that to you just you you were being innocent about it because a lot of us. Are racist in subtle ways without meaning to. It's just the way we were raised. We grew up in a racist culture. Nobody is no exactly exactly. So you might say something that to you was completely innocent or in good fun. You didn't mean it as a real racist thing, mm-hmm. but somebody else sort of goes like, "Hey, what you did, I found very offensive." And mm-hmm. it's it, it is that rule where if you can go like. You know what? Looking at it through your point of view, I can see that what I did was wrong. Then, yeah, well, you can change it. Uh, but but there, there is that sort of, you know, it's where do you cross the line and where do you go like, no, you're getting offended over nothing. Right. Yes. You know. Angela looks like she's going to explode. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just going to say I, I'm going to take uh, the opposite tact. I'm going to say that this is actually a totally idle conversation to have. Because as soon as we started having it, we started creating straw man arguments. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's, oh, someone's going to find Barger's accent offensive. That's never happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody said anything about having uh, a Muslim who was uh, who was an expert in explosives was uh, mm-hmm. was offensive. So it's kind of like I I can't answer the question until mm-hmm. it actually happens. Right. Interesting. Because okay. every single situation is going to be different, mm-hmm. and yes. you That's know all uh, everything that we're coming up with right now. It's like well that hasn't happened. Yeah. So it's totally a straw man argument. It's almost mm-hmm. especially it's almost like we're going for. The most obvious and ludicrous right, uh, right. ones, when it's most likely, if one of, if someone was going to be called out as offensive, it would most likely be something that was totally accidental, and mm-hmm. you'd really have to sit there and go, "Wait, why are you saying this? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Yes. I'm not quite getting." Okay, here, here is one way we got caught. We got called out on a female yes. space marine. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you see his argument? Um. Considering that I found the whole restriction against female space marines rather sexist in the first place, I find his argument sexist, and mm. so I would not be willing to take uh, to take the character out of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think a, a big part of it also has to do with the comfort level. Uh, and again, I want to I want to reiterate that the that it's not one or two people. It's like there is a distinct demographic that you know it's it's 
regardless of how you feel, there might be a thought process that's counter to that, uh, legitimate. Um, I like I like uh, your point though, and it totally I totally understand, Angela. It's like you can't really cross that bridge until you get to it. Because mm-hmm. I would like to say, I would like to say yes. I would I would love to uh, acquiesce to our adoring fans um, if they didn't like something that I was playing. But at the same time, if you stop, if you told me to stop playing a character that I really believed in, and I found, I found satisfying on a on a uh, theatrical uh, level, then I might be, I might be prone to be like, eh, no, that's too bad. Like mm-hmm. you got four other characters to listen to, just, <laughs> just drown mine out. Yeah. Um, well, we had this, and if you really don't like it, we'll refund your money. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, it's free. It's free. Well, yes. we, we did run in this argument. Like in City of Heroes, we had a character who played a uh, an African American who was from uh, New Orleans, not New Orleans, but like Louisiana, okay. deep in the bowels, or you know. Mm-hmm. And some people said he played it well. This guy was white. We knew he was white. Mm-hmm. Some people thought he played it well, and some people claimed he was doing blackface. Interesting. And it kind of, and it finally ended up saying, "Okay, we're going to get rid of this character because we didn't want to risk blackface." Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to say. It's like, so are we just assuming that you can't play a race that's beyond yourself? Hmm. Because you know, I, I have a, an African American character there in the uh, not in the guild, but in the game that I would love to bring in the guild at one point, or I wanted to bring in the guild at one point. And now I'm worried. It's like I don't know if I'll be able to play an African American well. Or if that what I feel that's okay is I'm offended because it's clearly blackface. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is like you won't know you're offensive until you're kind of doing it, and someone can actually point it out and say I'm offended, and you have to give me a reason. So, I mean, honestly, the guy that we got ended up getting kicked out of the guild, I didn't find him offensive. I mean, yeah, he he was a good old boy from uh, Louisiana, but. Some people are like, oh, it was just a stereotype. It was kind of offensive. It's like, I don't... But where do we cross that line from common to stereotype? And I personally, in that situation, would have been curious to know the races of people that were calling him out. Right. Because I yes. do think that personal experience has some weight in that situation. Um, like, in uh, just in conversations about sexism and whether something is sexist, uh, it's generally considered good form... If you, you're a man arguing against a woman, that you, you need to at least step back and really take a couple minutes to listen to what the woman is saying, because most likely she's had experiences that the man never has. Right. Similarly, in, in uh, conversations about race and racism, people that are members and identify with the race that is being oppressed, it's like, you know what, since I have never faced that particular situation, I can claim I've been a minority in all these different situations, but being a middle-class white woman with straight privilege to an extent is totally different from what you and Daniel have probably faced in your lives. I can say that I have empathy for it, mm-hmm. but since I've never actually been in those situations, if you guys were saying, no, this is a problem, I'd have to really sit there and go, like, is this, in fact, a, a logical argument? Is this, you know, wh- what is the historical basis for it? What's the cultural basis for it? Or it is entirely possible that you're being hysterical. I, I, I mean, I remember when I was first came to college, I came from a pretty, I mean, I guess we, we had a mixed high school, but it was kind of pretty much divided down by the race. I mean, we had we had some mixing of friends, but the area I came from was mostly just white. A little racist one. <laughs> so some of that stuff, it's like, my parents raised me never to judge someone by their color. 
However, going to college, I watched. Uh, we were watching film appreciation in freshman year, and so I was like, "Man, I'm glad racism is not as bad as it used to be." <laughs> and some and uh, the African American. watching Driving Miss Daisy. It was Driving Miss Daisy, yeah. Okay. And the black guy next to me he turns his head. He's like, "Really?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, yeah. Is it as bad as that?" And he's like, "It's subtle, but it's still bad." And I'm like, "Really?" And he's like. Oh, buddy. <laughs> buddy, buddy. And that was a real eye-opener. It's like, yeah, to me, I can look around and say, yeah, racism is not around. But this guy's like, I get followed at, at at shops all the time. And I'm like, oh, you really? He's like, yeah. Or I, I cops will follow me when I'm driving through a nice neighborhood. I know when my race is being used against me. Hmm. And it's like, I really open my eyes up. Like, yeah. just because I have never experienced racism doesn't mean racism is gone. Mm, I think it's a lot is, of it. A lot yeah. of it is purely on the physical. Was, I mean, my girlfriend. Take an example. My girlfriend and I. We're both Puerto Rican. I look white. Oh, you I don't do. have. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have much of an accent. You know, I pass for white really easily. I mean, mm-hmm. unless, unless I tell people that I'm Latino, usually they have no clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I have an accent, but it's not even a Latino accent. It's just this weird accent. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck it came from. <laughs> but anyway. My girlfriend, on the other hand, she clearly looks, you know, she is not white. She looks, you know, she looks Hispanic. She's got the, the sort of olive skin tone. When she speaks English, she has a clear, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hispanic accent. And she does notice it, that she gets treated very differently from how I get treated. And I've noticed it. It's like, so it really is just, it, it is a physical. You look different, and mm-hmm. so we're going to treat you different. Interesting. Yeah. As an interesting side note, um, uh, I once uh, played a... A gay character in a LARP, um, and who was in love with uh, uh, my my uh, the person that I was supposed to be in love with was my best friend Nate, um, and we have been doing theater since we were kids, and so I was like, I should totally be in love with you, and you should totally have no idea, um, and it was a really cool dynamic, um, but a player in finding out that my character was gay stopped associating with me, and I was just like. I mean, I wasn't offended. Like, I was like, really? <laughs> really? My fake wow. gayness offends your real homophobia? <laughs> you know, I, did, I was in a, uh, for forensic speech team, you'd have this duo where you, you know, you perform in front of judges and they drink you. And mine was a, uh, two gay men. Mm-hmm. And I, I was the guy who was kind of, I was introducing my partner to my family, and we, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, we're trying to keep it hidden. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, it was one of those my mom my dad clearly knew I was gay. Mm-hmm. But there's this wonderful line about how you never know how scary it is just to hold your hand, and I didn't really get it. Like, you know, my, my character would say, it's like, listen, I, but you don't have no idea how scary it is to hold your hand in public and knowing that everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, really? Is it that bad? Interesting. And yeah. so my teacher's like, you know, we're in the airport, we're about to go to this big tournament. He's like, okay, you're not really getting this. Let's just do this. Hold his hand right now. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And as soon as I connected hands on him, he's like, lean against his arm, and I, he leaned it. I just felt so incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. And he's like, just walk through the airport like that. And it was one of the worst and one of the most terrifying experiences <laughs> in my life because I really did have people looking at me. I have vivid memories. Like, one guy just walked by and he's like, you guys are a fucking disgrace. And we weren't wow. even in, like, some backwoods hick town. We were in Detroit. Yeah. And huh. Which I'm, isn't, I, I'm not yeah. saying it's, like, gay mecca. It's not like but, we were in yeah. San Francisco's yeah. airport. <laughs> but, but still, it's, yeah. a, it's, yeah. a, it's a larger city. You'd yeah. think that you wouldn't yeah. have one crazy of the, people. Yeah, one of the worst, like, one of the worst experiences. I remember when we were doing it, I'm walking. I just have this... One of the worst images in my head is where it's like 14-year-old kids, and they're laughing at us and pointing mm-hmm. as if we're the funniest shit they've ever seen in their entire life. Sure. And it was just – it was such a huge 
punch in the gut. It's mm. like, wow, I would have never just talking about it and say, okay, I guess it's, you don't want to get beat up during this. I mean, I understand it. But then it's like, oh, I'm actually leaning against you and suddenly everybody around me has the potential of hating me and beating my ass. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I never experienced this really in my entire life. And it's it's terrifying. Exactly. I mean, when you talk about when you talk about discrimination of any sort, what's most people go to the extreme of you know violence or of economic of being denied jobs stuff like that. But what's but what's really interesting um, is the basic social network um, or the basic social safeties that we enjoy and take for granted can be instantly taken away for another for another kind of person, mm-hmm. another demographic. That and that's usually what you don't understand unless you actually actually um, uh, experience it. Like, for instance, like with feminist perspective, like I learned about feminist law, feminist law theory. And feminist law theory effectively was about, um, was considering a case from a a standard woman's viewpoint, Mm -hmm. like a a normal woman's viewpoint. Like that was, and it seemed like so so normal to me. I was like, okay, I'll try to make, I'll try to consider myself as a woman when I approach this case. But one of my uh, one of my classmates, you know, explained to me like the very the nuance that goes into being uh, goes into a, a female experience, um, and how how much of what I enjoy as a white male in America it was completely taken away by just changing my gender. You know, well, th- th- Jesus had no idea that I was going to view that NPC's action as a rape threat. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or. Um, uh, uh, being catcalled on the street. That is so terrifying. When I walk mm-hmm. down the street by myself and I've got guys calling at me, mm-hmm. but Billy's never seen it. Because yeah. when I'm with Billy, no one messes with me. Because, because <laughs> and quite frankly... Just look at him. He's, he's terrifying. No, oh, yeah. quite frankly, what it comes <laughs> no, no. down to is it's um, when, when a woman is catcalled, that is a man saying that I have possession of you. Mm-hmm. I have the right to, to critique how you look. Mm-hmm. I have the right to say that I like you and your opinion of me doesn't matter. Well, but yeah, when I'm yeah. with Billy, I'm possessed by him in those people's mm-hmm. minds. Well, and yeah, and you know, and unfortunately as a guy, part of me is like, no, they're just goofing around. But look at from the female point of view. I'm, a, I'm walking alone and five guys are saying how hot I am. That has to be a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. After I think about it, it's like, yeah, I would be terrified of, you know, yeah, I'm very beautiful and I'm alone here with you guys now and you guys are so rude that you decided to say how I'm pretty, you don't know anything about me. Yeah, I don't know, you know how, it's like, if you're willing to, how much further than that yeah. you're willing to yeah. go. Yeah. So you could say like, oh God, you just take it too far. It's like, yeah, for 99% of the men out there, I am sure there's they won't take it too far. But, but it's the one percent that makes. Yeah, and it's the And I have no, I have no idea, idea how to know which yeah. of you is going to be that one scary guy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's absolutely interesting about feminist law. It's like I never consider, like you know, a, you know, a woman shoots a guy. You know, it's like yeah. okay, well, she murdered him. Yeah. It's like well, let's go through this a little deeper. Mm-hmm. It was a dark alleyway. Mm-hmm. He walks towards her, and mm-hmm. she freaked out. It's like okay, well, she still shot him. It's like okay, let's let's go through this a little deeper, and slowly you realize it's like. Yeah, as a woman, it's a little scary when a guy comes at you from the alleyway really quickly. So yeah, I think it is a snap decision of oh god, exactly. And, and with 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 institutions, with institutions such as law, and especially is literature, um, it's you know I think it's important to recognize that uh, that the narrative is firmly fixed in the male viewpoint, the male centric mm-hmm. viewpoint. As much as you try to get away from it, and I think we're you know we're making strides in literature to get away from that. Um, but there are so many male-centric viewpoints in, that are ingrained in literature that even like stuff like role-playing, like how a role-playing book is written, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can can have a certain slant to it. 
Um, I, and some I, people get so terrified when you try to challenge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this guy that I follow on Google Plus who uh, he's going out of his way to solicit women's opinions of his book. He's like, yo, I, you know, I'm an average guy, but I want to make a game that I know my daughter will be able to enjoy comfortably. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, women, I, I need your opinion. I value your opinion. What does this artwork say to you? What does yeah, you know, artwork is a big it, one? What, what does this, uh, you know, this uh, part on on gender roles in society? How does that read to you? And there are some guys who are like, this is fucking bullshit. How dare you You know, try to get in the way of the fun? This is just a stupid game. Why the hell are you overthinking this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're the reason that I'm overthinking this. Yeah. You're the reason that we have to have these conversations because you are reacting so violently yeah. to this idea. Like, what is so threatening about a book that uses 90% female pronouns rather than 90% male? How how is that threatening to you? Yeah. Why is that threatening? Yeah, it's because it's taken. I think a big part of this is taken for granted, and um, and individuals who who feel threatened by that um, kind of want to mask the fact that they feel threatened and just uh, don't want anything else to be taken away from them. Away from them. Um, so I don't know. I have a friend who's uh, who visited us. Uh, just uh, last weekend for Halloween, and she um, and uh, she's very pretty, um, and she's actually a friend of my girlfriend's. And we're walking down the street, and I was talking about my neighborhood, and I and I, and I joked, I was like, I was like, yeah, it looks nice, but uh, if you walk around, if you walk around without me, like you're gonna get cackled like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, with all due respect, I mean, you know, you're a very pretty girl, and I've seen the stuff you wear, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you will get attention, and it will be negative. And she was just like, oh, whatever, whatever, it doesn't bother me. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, you know, it's good for my self-esteem. And I was like, you say that as an out-of-towner. That is exactly, <laughs> that is exactly what every out-of-towner I've ever known has said. And I was, because she comes from Maine, I was like, if somebody did it to you in Maine, though, she was like, oh, no, that'd be totally fucking weird. And I was just <laughs> like, it's just universally weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, oh, that's a side note. What is fucking enraging is when somebody still cat calls your female friend or, like, your, uh, your girlfriend uh, in front of you. Oh, that is uh, it's like, I was like, wow. Really, dog? What happened to the bro code? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What you don't, he's actually complimenting you. Like yeah, I don't give up. I know, it's fucked up. Yeah. At the same time, I'm sitting here, you know, if that happened and Billy pulled that out, she was like, fuck you, it's a violation against me, yeah. not you. I'm not yours. Okay. Exactly. I mean, this is That's like, why did it make me look like the asshole? Yeah. Billy pulled that, like, oh, man. I said if. Yeah, lucky for me, I've, I've never had a pull. That's never really happened to us. Like they never have broken the bro code. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God, because it's just awkward. Because they're like, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk to her like that. What'd you say? Yeah, fuck. God damn it. And then I give Billy poor heart attacks because I tell him about the times that I stand up against the guys that can't call me, and he's like, "You're gonna get." beaten on the street, and I'm like, I don't care. Fuck them. How dare they Jeez, talk to me like that? It's like, honey, just walk away sometimes. These, these guys are pigs. Yeah. yeah. It's like when people cross the street and like, oh, you should, it's, you don't have the crosswalk. Oh, fuck it. They could hit me. I could use the money. You're like, yeah, you don't know how physics works. Do you? you are not, you are not Wolverine. You will not just get back up. Start playing in a video game. 
Yeah, yeah. video games real life. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Every time I see a spinning chicken on the street, <laughs> I pick it up and eat it, and I am immediately healthy. <laughs> really, I just slap the chicken around until a whole bunch of them. Wow, was that a Zelda? Oh man! Oh god! FYI, Zelda: Link of the Past. I played that shit for five years, yeah. and I was still finding secrets. Yeah. <laughs> just five years later, I'd be like, oh, if I dig in this area, I get an extra ruby. Jesus, this game's awesome. Yeah. What about Zelda: Link to the Future? Uh, Can we do that? Uh, <laughs> why don't we? Let's get, yeah, put they, him in a DeLorean. They're already, <laughs> doing tra- they're already doing time travel in the Link series. I just saw like the pixel, like you know, the two D art. Oh, it has, has, it has to be eight bit art. It's eight bit. I just heard like the Axel or uh, Fox. Dun 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 dun. Oh my god! Oh my god! We did a for and topic coffee. Yeah. But no, let's keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good one. So we're, we're done with the series now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're just keeping on this. When is artwork too much? I mean, where, when does it go from? Because this is really challenging. When does it go from? This is a sexy picture to this is a offensively sexy, sexy yeah. picture. The fucking picture. cover of the Riffs base book. Oh my god! I was just talking about this book. Uh-huh. Riffs is a role playing game yes, uh, with Kevin Sabita as um, uh, Kevin Sabita. Is the author? Is the illustrator? Man, it's been a while since I've touched that. Yep. Anyways, uh, uh, it should be like this: this giant Splugorth. Sorry, Splugorth is a big tentacled creature, mm-hmm. and they have enslaved women, exclusively really hot enslaved women, yep. as their protectorates. And so, um, the way that that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. yeah. I grew up looking at that 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 book, you know, being like, whatever, Splugorth are totally yeah. evil. I'm like, yeah, they have they have humor. And I want to say for yeah, the game, like, it is a fucking amazing game, and the fact that they literally have dozens and dozens of books, and you can play anything, anything your crazy ass mind can conceive. Oh of. yeah, they right. have yeah yeah they have a fucking supplement for it. Mm-hmm. But um, the role of women in that game, mm-hmm. with the artwork being what it is, is <laughs> is abysmal and if if any of you like riffs or god forbid are from palladium games i love your stuff i love riffs um because of its narrative possibility um and its system you need a fucking phd to make a character <laughs> oh my so god you, really, you do you really yeah. feel like you earn it <laughs> <laughs> but uh but when it comes to d- the role of women in their visual depictions like that's got to be i'm trying to think i'm trying to think like it is not even Dungeons and Dragons books has that Detail. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is like it's so it's so male power fantasy. It's so fucking nuts mm-hmm. how male power fantasy that shit is. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer. Anyway. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm just wondering. You know, I, I like. Let's say, how about this? Warhammer 40k. Yes. I love their art. I think Warhammer 40k does great art because most of it is everybody looks just. On a good day, they kind of look attractive, even if it's a female. I mean, like, oh, you're kind of cute. Your nose broken, but yeah. okay, I, can see, I can see where you can find beauty in that. War but, is the main, so- yeah. basically the central stream of the universe, and everyone is dressed for it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. So occasionally, when they would have a picture of a sexy demon from the chaos, yes. I don't find it offensive because it's like you have ninety nine percent of this book filled with women in power armor or just. Uh, you, you dress like a man. You have a one suit mm-hmm. utility. You're a pilot or something like that. 
I'm okay with you having some sexy pictures out there. And honestly, there are some sexy there are some sexy pictures of men in the Warhammer game where they're well, shirtless. Like, mm-hmm. if it is like I don't a social sort of lust demon. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I don't you're not gonna have yeah. a lust demon in a park. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind having. It, it depends on qua- uh, the, the, the quantity. Well, yeah. Now, yeah, now I wish I, I knew how to yeah. draw because I would totally <laughs> listeners. If anybody, if any one of you draws me a lust demon in, in a park. <laughs> I will love you forever. <laughs> but I think it's a quantity. If, like you said, a rift, and 99% of all their drawings are filled with, if they have a woman, they don't have clothing on, mm-hmm. then it is a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a sexy uh, image. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to see it on the cover. You probably shouldn't put it out there. Mm-hmm. But if you have a sexy image in a book, that's fine. But if they're all that way, that's when it gets a problem with me. It's, it's such a reductive definition of sexy, because mm-hmm. it says that women are sexy when they aren't wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, give me that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it is not the only time that women are sexy. They're not, so. You know, there's, um, I, it's, uh, I think it's on Word, WordPress, but it's um, women in badass armor, women in reasonable yes. armor. Right. And huh. so many of them, they're still gorgeous women, mm-hmm. but you know what? They're dressed to actually go to war, and not only are they dressed to go to war, but they're posed as if they are venerable fighters. Right. Yeah. When, when they're yes. using their sword as a stripper pole, yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter that you're covered in plate mail, you still look like a fucking stripper. Right, and that's why I like about Warhammer 40k. Most of it all looks like, the only time I can think of an overly sexualized picture is when it's like a demon. It's like, well, that's your kind of a role to be a temptress in your... And the reason you are dressed like that is not because because you're a demon. You're not. You don't wear armor. You're just just you're cool. Yes. But most of the like that's why I do like Warhammer 40k. Most of the things are like, if they do look kind of attractive, it's like you're kind of attractive, but you do have a robo arm and you have a weird thing on your eye. So it's yeah. like, so I I think Warhammer 40k is probably out there. The new stuff. I don't know if how 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 many books they put out, but the new stuff like the new role playing stuff. I look through and I think the artwork is fantastic yeah. and it's. And if there is sexualized, sexualized images, it's not abundant. Yeah. So I'm usually it's really the uh, the quantity. Yeah. I think, and I, if it's the ridiculousness, if it's like a female, <laughs> two female, like two male space marines, and then there's a woman in a bra and a panties and a gun, it's like <laughs> this yeah. is ridiculous. Again, yes. context. That, yeah, yeah. It's, what, it's, what's it's the context? Sexy and sexist. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, if I mean, again, like, everybody at this table, I think appreciates us. We all agree, boobs are great. Yes, we all agree, women have boobs. <laughs> This does not mean that every single depiction of women has to have, you know, boobs everywhere mm-hmm. or, you know, in general. Women can be really friggin' attractive without needing to be naked. Yeah, I'll know? say, I'll, I'll throw, I, I love plugging these websites, so if any listeners haven't discovered them yet, it's Women in Reasonable Armor, Go Make Me a Sandwich, which uh, looks at gender in all sorts of gaming, comics, video games. Mm-hmm. And boobs don't work that way. Boobs don't work that way. <laughs> That's funny. Love that one, because it just highlights, it's like, Look at this ridiculous shit. And it just kind of puts it out there. It's like, no, I'm, you know, putting it all in one place, I think, really conceptualizes for some people who haven't noticed before. It's like, no, look at how prevalent this is. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to work hard to make this Tumblr blog just filled with ridiculous pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think a big part of it is power dynamics. Because mm-hmm. all illustrations will depict, on some level, a power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that power dynamic is detrimental to, the f- to, to a woman that's being illustrated uh, or represented, as in, like, you know, your fucking battle armor is actually a, a G-string, um, <laughs> or if, uh, if they seem to be uh, either subservient or weak in these illustrations, I feel like that's where it crosses the line. 
Um, and that's not to say you can never have an illustration like fucking town gets raided by giant robo demons. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. women running away is not exactly like supporting the <laughs> uh, male power yeah. structure. <laughs> but but there yeah. would also be men running. Right, away. It's, yeah. context. Exactly. it's context. Exactly, that's yeah. important. And I think that's what we have to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking at boobs. Don't work. Uh oh, we gotta run. Practical woman's here, and there's you know this woman in a sports bra. I will chase you, and my boobs won't bounce. <laughs> 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 Okay, so that, that was my dis- I was uh, before no, I moved on. So, what's your uh, last my, question? My last yes. question is um, is on geeky stuff in pop culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree here. Like when we were growing up, uh, talking about fantasy gaming or Lord of the Rings or fucking playing the original Nintendo or Coleco or uh, what have you, wasn't cool. Mm. Now you have frat boys that are target demographics for video game mm-hmm. houses. You have um, you have fucking Pirates of the Caribbean, which involves both zombies and pirates, <laughs> which are being tailored towards fourteen year old girls. Um, hey. And primarily, I'm, I'm using primary <laughs> marketing demographics. So okay. I'm using primary marketing demographics. Look at Twilight. Who reads more Twilight? Males or females? Yeah. True. Exactly. What a horrible book. What crazy... <laughs> do you guys ever wake up? And like, fucking, what bizarro world did I manifest in where like all this shit is not just like in the open, but it's cool now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what's it? Patton Oswalt, the comic Patton Oswalt, has this great article in yeah. Wired, and it was called uh, Wake Up Geek Culture, Time to Die. And his, uh, and his, his thesis was effectively, uh, geeks worked really hard to uh, to step out of the shadows and not be afraid to be geeky, and we won hands fucking down. Now everybody's a nerd by uh, by by old school standards, so we need to actually destroy geekdom in order to recreate geekdom for for to basically recreate some sort of geek purity. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> when, when anybody talks about creating some anything purity, it's like this is not good. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunate uh, implication. Yeah. <laughs> okay, granted, I don't think he was. Anyways, Pat Oswald's <laughs> final solution to... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, we will put the jokes in the camera. Um, no. But uh, anyways, no. So um, so geeky stuff in pop culture, like, because I really want to... I'm, I'm going into... I'm learning to go into marketing. I want to be part of the geek culture, like, market marketing sphere. I Don't we all? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's all awesome. Yeah, it's true. I really... I love, I love it when advertisements or... Uh, mini games or any sort of marketing like a, like for a video game or a game or like affects me. I love that shit. But then I realized like I'm not reading this. I'm not looking at this poster in some comic book shop. I'm on the fucking R train and it's just like World of Warcraft Seven. Like really? Like we've just come so far. There's so much of it. And I, my, I guess my question is, um, do you think that this has a positive or negative influence on? on geek culture and my second part of that question is where are the taboos that still remain hmm. I would say that well, we talked about yeah. this in uh, we, a couple we, of yeah. geeks right after Pat and Oswald's uh, uh, article came out right and we disagreed with them yeah we ended up saying that I, I thought it was, there's nothing but good can come out with people more people accepting this I mean if you want like purity and that the good old days I think you're looking at it through rose colored glasses mm-hmm. of yes. wasn't it great back in the day when you had to play alone in your basement <laughs> it's like, are you shitting me no it's great to be able to communicate but not only yeah. that it, it's kind of hard to keep anything isolated now with the internet as it is mm-hmm. maybe geek culture hasn't expanded as much 
we've just realized there's a lot more of us than what we expected. I mean, yeah. we have uh, entire chat rooms that we can go to now and talk about Twilight. And you're like, oh my god, you're a Twilight? Yeah, I'm, I'm a business executive. Oh, I'm a 14-year-old girl. And then, <laughs> and then it gets a little awkward. And then, and then we actually have to go uh, ask someone to take a seat because uh, I'm Chris Hansen. Yeah, but it just allows for people with the internet, it just like allows everybody to link. I mean, me and Angela's, our, our huge thing was Animorphs. Yeah. Anybody animals. remember Animorphs? Oh, God, a, yes. Yeah, the books. I'm finding people that I was surprised loved it. Like some, my, my, my brother's friend, he's a freaking like jock, and I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, those damn yurks. I just made a joke, and he's like, Animorphs loved it. And then, he's, <laughs> and then he's like talking about like the shit, like the websites he used to go to. It's like, I think the reason why, why geek culture has expanded so much is because just because maybe we all assumed it was hidden and assumed mm. we were kind of a lower no one else liked playing video games but in truth we all fucking loved it I mean fuck that. name one kid who didn't like playing Donkey Kong <laughs> I mean, it, it, they're exciting yeah no that's a good point any uh, any any point in which you th- what is still taboo what's still kind of like in the shadows that you wouldn't walk into your you know walk into your office or to your school or wherever role playing like, obviously is role playing. Yeah, yeah it's definitely one of, you don't go out to say yeah. hey what's up I play role playing games a role playing nice. game yeah because people say like oh like sex and it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> really my response would be like no if you could create a substance that is the antithesis of sex <laughs> and that would be the ink they write the games that I play I remember you you did win the Cthulhu sex book I did win the Cthulhu sex book, but I did win my role playing. Why haven't we heard this yet? Because I gave it away. <laughs> because I'm my sorry, girlfriend was looking at me real funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you want to trust it this? Uh, yeah, no. I uh, during the I during buy a lot, get a lot of pasta yeah. and tape it to my body. <laughs> oh. oh god, and then cover yourself in fish oil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You have to write to Cthulhu. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is my blood and this is my flesh. <laughs> All eight of them. Oh my god! Uh, well, this is getting creepier. This is what. Uh, this is why role playing games. People start making jokes. And next, you know, people are just looking at you like, uh, "Did you just say have you real sex?" If, if you're listening right now and you are laughing at these jokes, please write in and tell us because I'd love to know how many other people get that much Cthulhu reference at once. Oh. Um, but uh, D twenty burlesque for for you listeners is a uh, burlesque troupe in New York City and they do all uh, geeky uh, themed uh, burlesque shows and uh, for Halloween weekend they did uh, a tribute to H.P. Lovecraft, one of my favorite authors minus the racism that's put that <laughs> oh, actually, one of the things that I loved most about it is that the host actually did want to use a, use a joke that I made to my friends like a year ago where he was like H.P. Lovecraft, it was almost word for word, it was great it was like visionary, author Racist, <laughs> huge racist, um, um, and he had he had, he addressed it like right away. Um, the show was good. At one point, there was a trivia contest. I answered one of the questions, so I got to go up on stage. And then there was the trivia qu- uh, questions were brilliant. They were phrased in the form of a Craigslist ad, and you had to name what story it was from. And so it would be like, so it would be like, it would be uh, like uh, real estate. This uh, this antique 17th century European New England home was once housed to the greatest violinist, blah, 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 blah. And I would just be like, oh, it's that. And so I won a bag and a book in it. And the book was a magazine called Cthulhu Sex, Volume 2. <laughs> Volume two. I did. I looked through it very briefly. Uh, it looked pretty much like um, like Lovecraft erotica. Effectively, mm-hmm. it would be like um, 
uh, not Escher, who's the uh, not MC Escher, who's the dude who does Geiger? Geiger. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah. it was like Geiger erotica. Um, the erotica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, so I mean, let's right. face it. Al- almost all of Giger's art is thinly veiled erotica. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, Some like not yes. thinly veiled. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, uh, don't get, you hate it when people start talking about shit and you're like, I know that name. Don't look it up. The on guy Google. <laughs> <who designed laughs> a- basically aliens and the, the sort of the, the the designer that just gave uh, aliens that 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 that, that, that look. look. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Species. Yes. Also, the dog. Yes. You're just, are you just nodding your head to whatever I say? Like, yes. Have you ever, have you ever been black? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's like, yes, I've seen all these things. Please don't revoke my geek card. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about okay. now, but for, for a while, it's like, I have no idea what they're talking about, so I just say, I can't add anything. Yeah. I don't want to look like I'm just stupid, so, yes! <laughs> it's all right. You're so right. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, anyways, uh, yeah, for, for stuff that's in geek culture, role playing, absolutely. Yes. Which is funny because what we're doing right now is uh, was is antithetical to, to, to that or is is contradictory to that because I, I we want this to become more popular. I would love for there to be a large group of, of, of followers. I would love for us to go to a to have like a fucking to, to host a trivia night at a bar or something like that and have fifty people show up and all know who who we are and stuff like that. Yes. But the you fact that I want to be famous. I, wanna, yes. no, I don't want to be famous. I want to be internet famous. <laughs> yeah. I want to be interwebs like, famous. Um, I don't think I know 50 people, period, including <laughs> my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, that will soon change. But I, might, I might know 50 people from my family, but that's because my answer sluts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. Nice. Family. Billy's uh, aunts, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Billy's aunts. Uh, if you're listening, my number is. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you want us an angry text, please oh send it to. Oh my god! Oh, where are we? Go I'm off the Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, role play. What else besides role play? The obvious. Um, gosh, um, you know, but I also this on video games um, becoming more popular. <laughs> Me and my friend during um, forensics, we decided to do a duo where. There's two forms of duo. You can either do one duo, start to finish, just mm-hmm. one play. Mm-hmm. They grade you how great you are. It's comedy, drama, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's one where you can take a lot of little scripts. And then throughout the entire thing, you kind of weave it. Mm-hmm. You have, like, narration. like. And what we did was we decided to say, uh, who, what was it? Je- um, uh, it was the, the, hero, the Hero's Journey. The Hero's um, Journey by... I can't recall Jeff. the guy's name. I've got the book over there. Uh who, who did the hero's journey offhand? Basically, uh, describing what makes a hero, and it looks hero at like these old, like the hero of a thousand places. Joseph Campbell, yeah. a hero of a thousand places. He's like these are what make our hero. They need to be able to first. They have a starting incident. Okay. And what we did was in the it's beginning Luke Skywalker story. Luke's uh, Star Wars was written right. to follow the, the hero's, hero's journey. journey. Okay. What we did in the beginning is like we know we, we get we we're all dressed in our suits and we're ready to go and we're like okay ready to go and we get open our books and I'm like ah <laughs> and my friends like oh. Link! <laughs> and he, he's like, please, Link, I failed the princess, but now you must take my sword and save the the woman. And people are kind of just looking around like, is this really happening? Because this is like a professional, like, this is like ties and shit. And, like, is and then my friend's like, so please save Princess Zelda to activate the... His, the ancestry power hold down the B button <laughs> and then release it oh. and then at the end it's like you know it's like goodbye Link goodbye 
and don't forget to save your game. And then he walks behind me, and then I'm, he holds up his book, and I'm like, and then, awesome. and then we talk about, and we just weave through the entire thing of like, video games have become our kind of our common mythos. Mm-hmm. Like people had Hercules, people mm-hmm. had all these, but in today's version, everybody knows the story of Mario. Mm-hmm. Yes, true. Mario loses his princess, goes and saves Bowser, and what we did, we just we, we interposed like first you need the starting incident, and we're like, I got a letter. From my wife, she said she was in Silent Hill. Oh, you know, right. and then we did. And then one was like, uh, the hero also has to uh, avoid. Uh, the hero also has to. Uh, there needs to be an incident where danger is in present. We did like, hey, Tommy, welcome. You know, we did, uh, what's it called? Grand, Grand Theft Auto. You know, I'll cut your fucking balls off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about like, you know, and then there's temptation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hi, Tom. And my friend's like, close your fucking book. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not doing this. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then at the end, it's like, okay. But now the thing that makes a hero's journey is be able to 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 put yourself in the, uh, into a character. Uh. And I'm like, okay, guys, these uh, these eggs have given us trouble in the past. Uh, <laughs> we did that World of Warcraft where it's like, okay, uh, it's uh, 666 for repeating recourse. Okay, oh, guys, wow. we're gonna... And then my friend's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and we just did the, and you could always it. tell who was the internet geek at that point because they just lost the. Actually, no, they lost their shit before Leroy Jenkins. They lost their shit at oh, the. These, these eggs have given us trouble before. Never laughs at Leroy Jenkins because yes. that just sounds ridiculous. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what's coming at that yeah. point. The if point you're was everybody like heard this and they, they everybody came up to us like females, ma- uh, males, wi- uh, young, oh, young yeah. old, black, white, races, every sort. Like, every type of people would come to us, and they would just shake our hands. Like, I love that. Like, the weirdest one was, we were always worried about old people getting getting us. Mm-hmm. And when we walk in, because we're like, okay, we're doing fucking video games. It's a state tournament. Mm-hmm. We get in, and our final people are this, it looks like a 70-year-old African-American uh, poet. Mm-hmm. And she looks, she doesn't smile during the comedies, nothing like that. And then we have this old white professor, old, just old dude. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like he's ever known what a video game in. Like, okay, we're going to fucking be last. We're going to be chosen last. And we mm-hmm. had this youngest looking guy. <clears throat> we get, and as soon as we start Halo, that was the thing. We did like, you know, yeah. sir, Halo, we just got attacked. <laughs> Take Cartana. And, you know, as soon as we did this, the the poet, she just holds her head up and erupts into laughter and the entire time she is just, she's, she's kind of rude. She's, she grabs somebody in front she's like, that is exactly how it is. That is exactly how it is start to finish. I love this game. And the, and the old guy, he's just roaring. He's like, I remember that game. And, and then, you know, the young guy was just like, okay, this is kind of <laughs> he was That's like our funny. worst one. It's like you never know what uh, who would be so involved in these games. Like this that woman it's like, yeah, you're getting your six. But she she knew Halo, Silent Hill, Grand Theft well, Auto. The have you seen have you seen the, the uh PS three ad the, the new one Michael ad? Yeah, yeah, the you, Michael Barr. You guys Barr. have seen that. You guys yeah. have seen that. After we record done recording, I'll show it to you. Right. I'm not gonna use like two minutes yeah. of a recording. Okay. Yeah. But it really does sort of speak to that whole like video games are now this sort of shared mythology that we have. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful ad. True. And especially because we have games now. Sorry. Especially because we have games now that allow us to tailor the hero or heroine to our sp- our specifications, who we want to have our avatar be. Commander Shepard. Exactly. Yes. Commander sh- the Commander Shepard like like uh, approach. 
Um, that not only do we all have a shared mythos, but we also have a, we have differing stories that we can compare, <clears throat> but they all have commonalities. Mm-hmm. So people could be like, "Oh, what did you do during the bank heist?" It's like, "Oh, I went in through the air vents and then I accidentally killed a hostage." <laughs> it's like, "Really? Oh, I went through I went through the front. And I didn't kill anybody." You know, we're still, ta- still talking about the same yeah. event, yeah. but exactly. different experiences through it. Yeah, exactly. I would say that um, a taboo that still exists, though, are um, to some degree, I would say violent video games, but more methodically violent video games. For instance, Manhunt. 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 Oh. I love Hitman. Hitman. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> love that game series, even the bad ones. Um, Hitman is really fun for me. I really like the I like the story for what it is. Um, but I mean, it's kind of a half joke that my girlfriend and my friends would be like, "I can't watch you play that game because it tells me my best friend is really, really good at disposing bodies." Assassin's <laughs> <laughs> um, Creed is another one. Great game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bodies. Totally. You're basically I mean, something Assassin's Creed. You're playing an assassin. Basically, you're going to be killing a shit ton of people, yeah. disposing of the bodies, doing it hiding, you know, yeah. etc. I mean, it's in the title. Yeah. I mean, exactly. uh, at least in like, what was it? Uh, Commander Shepard, what is that? Mass, Mass Effect. Mass Effect, Jeez, that's my favorite game, too. <laughs> and I won't get you started on that. Yeah. But, but That's another podcast. That's, like, like, honestly, like you're, you're, <laughs> that's why they made the video, the main bad guy, Geth, for the first one. It's like, yeah, we just want you killing robots. Yeah, that's exactly. why, that's or zombies. I mean, that's, but when you start actually killing humans and people who are thought, or you like sneak up on them and saw their head off with a goddamn, like, wire, it's like, <laughs> this is getting gross. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I think violent video games, I think, I think sometimes people love the idea of freedom of speech too much. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit like, like a little bit more like. I want. I believe in freedom so, uh, freedom of speech so much. I want to offend something. I want to offend someone by doing something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I I I'm going to defend your right to do it, but I think you're just looking for a fight. Yeah. Like, but at what point is that? Is there? What's the limit to that though? I agree. So like because uh, what could be offended to some one group, like one group would be not mm-hmm. fine to somebody else. So. My limit is more like manhunt. It's like I'm manhunt. Just seems like you want to kill someone. That's your entire goal: just killing everybody and everything the most violent way possible. But I'm not saying that's the that's even the limit. I I just think that's where people like that's why uh, violent video games are still in that isolation group because it's splitting up. Who likes video games? I do. Who likes video games where you kill people? Okay, we lost some people. Who likes video games when you can saw them in half with a friggin' chainsaw? Okay. Mm-hmm. Who likes doing it when you can actually take off their heads and have sex with it? It's like, yeah. it starts dividing it up. And I think that's why we have, like, those fa- uh, the factions of, no, I'm okay with this because I don't, this is just a video game. Mm-hmm. Or I'm okay with this because, I'm not okay with this because that's teaching kids that you can beat an old woman to death with a rubber dildo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. By the way, you should really get that. What's the name of Saints Row? Saints Row. Saints Row Three. You're uh, you're actually able to do that with a giant black dildo. Yep. 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 That happens. Yep. Yep. People. Here's my favorite part about finding that shit out in video games <laughs> is that people, good, honest, hardworking people, had to illustrate that. They had like, how is work today, honey? Well, <laughs> let me tell you what my new my new job is. It is to illustrate the light that reflects off of a blood-soaked black dildo as it repeatedly <laughs> collapses the skull of a victim. Yeah. Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, Duke, oh, I mean, Duke Nukem, the first one. I mean, okay. yeah. uh, the, or the new one that they have coming out, that, that they had come out. Duke yeah, Nukem yeah, Forever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a little bit, you know, I loved to do Nukem as a kid. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of things as a 16 year old yeah. like, yeah, but Doom 3D was fantastic when I played it when I was like 
12. Yeah, but when I, when I played Duke Nukem yeah. Forever, it felt a little bit like, I was like, yeah, this is exactly the way, I mean, it was exactly how I remember it. If that but I guess I grew had come out when you were 13, you would have been all over yeah, it. Yes. But I guess yeah. I kind of just grew. It's like, so let me see, he's a womanizer. Kind of, it felt like he was collecting women the entire time. It, it wasn't ideal. It's, it's like, it wasn't ideal for me. I didn't enjoy it. And it, that was kind of a weird demographic of like, oh, I'm fully, um, that's what Duke Nukem's about, like, you know, drinking and women. And then when I actually see it when I'm grown up, it's like, huh, you know, you know, oh, I'm not saying he can't be a womanizer, but does he have to make them all trophies? <laughs> Just yeah. as in, like, and if that is what Duke Nukem's all about, I guess I outgrew it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I outgrew it. That's what sometimes people forget. It's like, you can outgrow shit. There's, yeah. I, I, there's nothing worse than playing a video game that you used to play when you were younger and being like, whoa! the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's 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 hard enough. I know that there there are uh, people who are staunchly against video games, and I can understand their viewpoints on some on on some levels. Um, but like playing some of the older games that I used to play when I was a little, when I was like a kid or a teenager, going back and revisiting them and being like, oh yeah, this shit is totally fucking inappropriate and taught me a totally immoral thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. A wonder that I am capable of sustaining long-lasting <laughs> relationships with anyone. <laughs> like considering that this was like my, my favorite game, you know, Duke Nukem. Another one was Shadow Warrior. Oh it was first yeah, where you oh. played Wang. Yeah. Um, and he was he was talked in the first person so with a really bad accent. I was so sheltered as a kid; totally could not play the violent video games. Like my family was Mario. All the your way. your brother found out that you were playing. Uh, oh my god, Grand my Theft brother, Auto, yeah. and I was the enemy there. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. My brother did not like it when he found out that I'd played Grand Theft Auto. I was in college, for goodness yeah. sake, but mm-hmm. it was just like, that was like how strict it was in my family. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we did not play violent video games. Yeah. And so, like, my brother just absorbed that. So when it was like, you know, my parents didn't care when I was an adult, because mm-hmm. they trust me at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was 19 and out of their house, whatever. Yeah. And my brother was just like, no, you don't do that. Who gave you that game? <laughs> Billy, I hate him. <laughs> this guy. That must awesome. have been. Did he speak at your wedding? That would have been else. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a this complicated thing. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Corrupted my. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. Uh, I <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Shit, David, focus. Um, uh, I think that uh, yeah, violent violent video games um, played by adults. Cool, I think. And I might get a lot of hate mail for this, or we might get some flames. But um, I think California's ruling that that there doesn't need to be any oversight for violent video games because there are freedom of speech, I think that's wrong. Uh, I do too. I, I, think that, I love yeah. violent video games, don't get me wrong, but I know that I should not have been allowed to purchase them. I'm not saying well, don't play them if you're a kid in your family's school with that awesome well, reception. We have a fucking law. Th- does it have to be the government that actually has to do that? Because as far as I know, I am, it's supposed to be self-regulated. I am too cynical to let corporations regulate themselves. Yeah, I'm sorry. Period. Cor- I think I'm think cynical enough that I don't trust the government to regulate yeah, themselves. The issue. No, I think the ESRB does a fine job, yeah. and I think that it's actually functional. I'm just saying that there's. it, it seems rational as all hell to me for the government to step in and be like awesome Here's the, the deal, ESRB though. gives us a rating NC-17 Here's we the deal, step though. in the, the, I mean ratings are weird in the fact that it it, it always I mean uh, unless you're going to have the government literally restrict the sales of this in the sense that you know like unless you can prove that it is only going to be played by an adult we're not going to let yeah. you but it, it, it ratings tend to be ignored so often just not out of maliciousness just out of 
I guess, stupidity. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had friends who worked at GameStop, and they would come back regularly with stories out of frustration when they would see these little ladies coming by Grand Theft Auto for their seven-year-old you know, grandson. I think that's been... And like they were trying... Right. And the, the, thing, the thing is, they would try to educate me. It was like, um, are you aware that this game includes violence, da da da, da? And, and they, they didn't even want to hear, like, whatever, my son, my, my grandson wants this, so give it to him. Yeah. That's and, you know, and, so, and if the parents aren't willing to police them, well... Uh, There's not much you can do with that. I agree, but I just think that there should be multiple levels of protection there. And the uh, yeah. first one would be, hey, kid, you're a kid. No, you can't buy Grand Theft Auto. Hey mom, you know Grand Theft Auto is is really violent. Still gonna buy it for him? Cool, out of my hands. That's now it's up to parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we at least had that one. We had that first line of defense. You no, know, I don't like the idea of the government like parenting for me. But my biggest problem with it is why, as a fourteen year old, I don't know why that's like the magic fucking number for me today. But um, why as a fourteen year old could I walk into a video game store get Manhunt? Right. No fucking questions asked. Mm-hmm. Or Mortal Kombat. No I mean, questions you're not, asked. You're not supposed to um, now. At least as, as of the way the things stand like today, mm-hmm. I- I- games that are rated M, they are not supposed to sell them. And the official company line and the people that I've known that have worked... These are people I've known that have worked at GameStop mm-hmm. will not sell M-rated games to you if you cannot... You know, if you... Don't look at least like you're 18. You know, you, they do ask for ID. I'm mm-hmm. sure there are plenty of them that don't give a shit and will sell it to anybody. But I mean, the but, law, but the official company policy, there, yeah. uh, you know, is that way. And some states do have laws. Well, yeah, California just, I mean, the the Supreme Court of California, you know, said that uh, because they're free speech, you can sell them to any age. Company policy, notwithstanding, yeah, I could still, as a 14 year old in some somewhere in California, go to. Video game store X oh, yeah. purchase a Grand Theft Auto or a, or a really or a Manhunt or whatever, but then I can go. To, I cannot go to the video store next door and get Saw, mm-hmm. or I right. cannot get anything rated R. Why are we is suddenly that a government regulation, or is that again a, con- uh, a store policy regulation? No, that's that's law. Okay. That, um, that is uh, that's all. Your I'm I'm, I'm fairly I'm fairly sure that's all. Um, I see your point. Honestly, I'm more on your side of. I would like. I understand why not have just that extra protection of. No, listen, this shouldn't be for kids. But if you know your son can handle it, yeah, buy it for him. We're not going to stop you from doing that. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, this is our R-rated movie. You shouldn't watch this. I know my kid. Then go ahead. We just don't want your kid coming in without your permission. I don't mind that. The only argument I can understand against that is when people start saying. If we mandate, like, make it so we have a mandate and have a government body decide what game is rated this, mm-hmm. then companies are going to have their freedoms taken away. It's like, yes. well, I'm sorry. It's about what personal opinion. Let's say people who don't understand video games, like, I see Little Blood, it's now a rated R game. Well, but we already have that with movie ratings. Right. Movie ratings is a, is a but, totally yeah. corrupt organization yeah. mm-hmm. because they totally rate... Uh, Sexual situations as being so much worse than violent situations. Yeah, exactly. So perfectly consensual, you know, beautifully shot sexual encounters. Oh no, that's an NC seventeen rating. Saw? Oh, that's just an R. Okay, so freaking Batman. You know, oh, pencil through the eye. That's only a a PG thirteen movie. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, that was PG. It was PG thirteen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. For my next and for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. freaking pencil through the eye so, and cut away. I'm sure there wasn't gushing blood, but yeah. still, that's fucking disturbing. So, uh, just because one 
one aspect can't do it right doesn't mean we should try to make it right. I mean, it's it, what ma- it's what makes me very cynical and uh, I understand that wanting to. It's not that we should with... try. It's just that the government regulation is is, 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 is not necessarily yeah. And the NPAA with movies they run into problems because they are so secretive. Like the, their whole policy on like how to how to appeal a rating, uh, who is actually doing the ratings is so shrouded in secrecy that mm-hmm. it's and it's, it's so obviously subjective that it's just shadowy and weird and it's it's not pretty. Um, the ESRB they have a cha- I'm not I haven't looked as deeply Ooh. into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all I know, they are much more uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. But still, part mm-hmm. of me is like I, I I want to know what you're doing. And yeah. part of it is because, uh, you know, until relatively recently, I'd say the last f- five to ten years, uh, video games have been so unrealistic that you haven't had to deal with with ratings too much. It's like, you couldn't get into sexual situations uh, on the, the Nintendo 64, really, because the graphics just wouldn't support anything that actually looked sexual. <laughs> I, I made plenty of... Sexual. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but uh, I played Custard Revenge, and that. Oh, I know what you're saying. At the same time, never underestimate the ability of a 13, 14 year old boy to sexualize. <laughs> but again, that's in your head, and I can't police yeah. that. Yes. Yet. And, and, quite frankly, <laughs> and quite frankly, do not underestimate the 13 to 14 yeah, yeah, year old yeah. girl <laughs> Twilight. True. Just uh, saying. I oh, do man. not think that teenage boys have, have the, the monopoly on hormones. True. There. Yeah, very true. Uh, no, but we do have the monopoly on tissues. Burn. It's really gross, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Be, because it's almost 11 o'clock at night, why yeah. the hell not? Oh, oh wow, wow. Yeah, it's 10 30. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, if you think about uh, it, guys, when it gets to twelve, it'll be well. What when it gets to one? That's when it goes. No, back. at two a.m. It, it's now two. Dude, it's have 2 you guys? The, the point is, have you guys had your riboflavin today yet? Hmm? What? <laughs> you, uh, am I the only one who ever watched the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Oh Pete my and god! Pete. Oh yeah, my friend went to school with him with a uh, young Pete. What? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, when you buy weed off of young people. <laughs> 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 You know that you've arrived. <laughs> like the every, yeah, every that's the whole thing. You know, the fallback. It's, it's your one chance a year where you get to redo that hour over. You yeah. do, do. You get time travel, but yes. you have to like you know stock up on your rival flavors so you can you know survive the time travel trip. But you do that hour, I barely and then remember gets, any of the episodes. And then it gets God. rebooted, and you you know you get to get away whatever you want during that hour because then it goes back, uh-huh. and you that's get that amazing. second chance again. <laughs> that's brilliant. And that that episode has stuck with me all Clearly. my life. Clearly, uh, I remember. I remember is the mom had a metal plate in her head which you could transmit yep. radio signals yes. Yes. and Michelle Trachtenberg with her always broken arm uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yep. that's like Mia I just remember Artie the strongest man in the world <laughs> and of course the fact that Petunia got like in the credits you know she yeah. had her own credits the, the, the little literally a little pizza tattoo yep. uh, <laughs> oh yeah uh, I mean, they had some great shows back yes. in the day okay, oh, so, alright we should do another uh, I do I, I do understand the point <laughs> I, I, here's the thing I understand both points I think there should be something out there to keep kids from getting some of these grotesque images have you seen some of the Mortal Kombat where Ooh. they grab like Sonya's legs and rip her apart and everything falls yeah. it's like okay listen I'm all about violent video games but I don't want my kid watching playing that and yeah really? I need to please myself but you can't the kids are sneaky sons of bitches <laughs> yeah exactly oh, yeah. if I was a kid and I wanted to see a rated R movie I found a way to do it oh yeah it, it would have been a lot easier if I just if they would just let me see it Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think there is something that we should be able to do. However, do I trust the government to do it? I'd like to say I do, but do I trust uh, 
a corporation, I, I haven't seen a really strong advocate for, say, uh, the movie industry. I don't think the movie industry does it right, but I think there is something that we can fall to to figure out some way to police well, I mean, here's sales the of video games. The ESRB. <clears throat> the ESRB was formed proactively by the video game company. Mm-hmm. They yep. were not required by the government, but they were formed proactively to avoid the threat of government regulation yeah. because the, basically mm-hmm. the video game industry were like, we don't want the government coming and telling us what we can and can't so make. So they proactively sort of created the ESRB and tried to be tried to be mm-hmm. you know good about it. Yeah, and, and they and they have a vested interest in doing a good job because if they don't do a good job, the government will step in and yeah. and, you know, and then them. you have, yeah, you have more of a political entity uh, governing uh, yeah. governing yeah. video games. Two things come to mind uh, with this. One, um, I think that. Uh, and there it goes. Um, <laughs> okay. No, okay. One. This has been fanable. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, one is that um, when it comes to uh, companies like GameStop having uh, having company policy that they won't sell games to certain uh, to certain uh, underage individuals. Um, I like that, but I I know companies too well to believe uh, to believe anything other than the basic premise of a company is to make money at all costs. Companies do not have who's staffing it. A bunch of people who are working minimum wage probably don't give a shit about the job. Those aren't the people you want as your gatekeepers because they they don't care about violating company policy. Exactly. I mean, again, you know, people I've known that work with stuff that do care, but I mean, I've had they've told me stories about like when you know a parent will come and buy a game and they're like, I really shouldn't, and the parent will yell at them. They're like, No, you give me that game. You know, so sometimes you can't blame people who decide, you know, I'm not going to card at all because I don't right. want to deal with irate that, that's parents. The thing. And I mean, again, you know, the companies do have, I mean, as much as we want to just say the corporations are just completely greedy, they are. The, at the end of the day, the corporation wants to make money, mm-hmm. but there is more to making money than just the sales. Mm-hmm. Because if you start just selling, you know, really violent games, all the kids, you're going to get a lot of bad press. That bad press is going to end up costing you money, even though you had sales before. So the companies do have a certain amount of, uh, I- I- I, you know, self-interest in policing themselves to keep that negative public reaction from happening. Which is again what kind of why the ESRB was was formed to sort of like try and head off that, you know, that shitstorm of <laughs> negative attention that they would have gotten otherwise. Totally understand. Um, my second my second thing that comes to mind uh, is. Uh, in film, film is a tangible media that that both the older generation and the n- younger generation can identify. Uh, so when you regulate film, everybody knows what a fucking film is. Yeah. Um, however, with video games being a new media, you have people making decisions or are capable of making decisions about the regulations of video games who don't understand the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and in, so in their minds, like, well, a PG is, I guess. You know, Donkey Kong. What's an what, what's an NC seventeen? Well, I guess Grand Theft Auto because you kill hookers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I think I think a lot of I think a lot of like the murkiness about this subject comes from that divide where the industry is only like twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, is, is, yeah. it is interactive. So it's also you know yeah. how do you judge what sort of the content that is in the game versus the things that people can do in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there are games, you know, where, like, you know, it wasn't necessarily designed to have X amount, you know, certain things, but the players themselves can just create, you know, do these pretty horrible things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it's Grand Theft Auto, yes, the hooker thing, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that the whole sleep with a hooker and then kill her to get your money back 
was something that they actively designed the game. It was just simply a result of the way the game was designed that you could, in fact, sleep with a hooker, mm-hmm. then kill her, because yeah. just killing hookers, period, gives you money. Mm-hmm. Which was another question. Yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> design question. Well, yeah. But, uh, but I, I don't necessarily killing think Killing anybody in that game gives you money. money. That's the thing. Killing anybody in the game gives you money. Killing all Graham, killing... Yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily that only killing hookers gives you money. <laughs> so the whole, you know, you can sleep with a hooker and then kill her and get the money back, which is, again, the, the example that so many people use. It is a horrible thing. <laughs> but I don't necessarily think that... I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did. But it doesn't seem to me like the game designer went out of their mm-hmm. way to design this particular behavior. It just it's sort of like happened to exist. So do you judge yes. the game? Do you judge <laughs> and rate the game yes. based on what the designer intended, which designer did not necessarily intend this interaction, or based on the fact that because of the way the game is designed, this becomes possible. Mm. And then there's also the question of how long does it take for you to, for, for a reviewer, you know, for, uh, for ratings purposes, to mm-hmm. figure out all these different options. Exactly. Oh, you I mean, mean, especially when you get to a game like Mass Effect where there's, you know, literally your different choices, of, you know, can uh, change the ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm, ra- you know, reviewing a movie to give it a rating, that's two to three hours of my life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take nearly, you know, that's me sitting there going like, okay, so I've heard the word, you know, fuck five times. Okay, this is probably going to our territory, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a video game, you know, even the short ones take like 30 hours of gameplay at this exactly. point. Oh, no, you wish that's the case. Yeah, the short <laughs> ones, unfortunately, go about four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these, yeah, well, some and, of and that is, And that is, you know, for one particular version of of events. Okay, so many yeah. games now, it's like, no, you can go off on these alternate paths, oh, yeah, there's yeah. side quests, there's hidden content. Like Skyrim? Skyrim oh, is supposed to... I God. mean, I can't wait for that game to come out, and goodbye. But... I am not... 80 hours of gameplay through and through, yeah. I think. Plus the million seconds, plus the DLC that's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to mention, like, not to mention they, you know, it's all open world, so, I mean, if you're like me, like, sometimes you'll just uh, wander out into the countryside and be like, I wonder how they did Sunrise. I'm going to wait here and find out. Um, <laughs> and the funny thing yeah. is, like, I'm, you may eventually just have to get it for the piece for the future mods that are going to come out for the game. And mm-hmm. the fact that, let's see, let's, I'll be honest, most of them are going to be sex mods when they come out. Oh, of course. Well. I, mean, I mean, that happened with, with, uh, uh, with Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I checked the mods and he's like, oh, you can be a cat girl with Breasts the size of mountains. That's a, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like there are entire mods dedicated to giving women bigger boobs, to having the women yep. in the game all be naked, yep. etc. I'm like, really? I you just guys died just... a little inside. Really? There's mods yeah. that include that create sex positions. Yes, very true. I'm serious. The hot. Well, again, mod. you take you know again you take. It a, makes a the hot coffee like, look tame. <laughs> take a game, you know. I mean, it's Second Life is so much a game as a setting, yes. I suppose. But take a, take a game like Second Life, where you can create completely PG things. You can mm-hmm. create, you know, children's uh, uh, games, uh, everything. Uh, and at the same time, there is a apparently quite profitable uh, 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 industry in creating virtual dildos of different sizes, shapes, and abilities. I mean, yes. I, yeah, what yeah, is I mean, the point of that? Well, what well, is the point of a virtual dildo? Because they look very realistic on screen. And I don't and care. When it's also possible. Is having, is having virtual sex with another character, you want his virtual dick to be as veiny and large as possible. What's really sad, though, Angela, is that virtual dildos were made before virtual vaginas. <laughs> so, uh, there was, yeah, there was a stagnant market for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, it's, it's like... Uh, well, I, mean, I, I saw this, like, are. comic book it's one. Uh, this comic where it was like... 
It's, it's a robot. He's like, this will entertain your kids and watch it. And some guy raises his hand. He's like, yeah. He's like, can we fuck it? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, no, it's a robot. He's, like, everybody just stood up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Robots are a whole, it's whole, like, whole other conversation. Yes. We might, yeah, it's like, we might want to. Unfortunately, when we create the ability for an interaction, you're going to have the people who say, yeah, I'm interacting to have fun and be, this is Disneyland MMO. Great. And then you're going to have the dark side of Disneyland MMO. It's like, I'm going to fuck Goofy. <laughs> Oh my god! 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 I can show <laughs> you the world. Okay, anyways, uh, Aladdin. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. So I think I, I think um, <laughs> I think on that we can pretty sure. um, yeah I think we can call it. <laughs> it gets to Disneyland porn. <laughs> well, yeah, we've no. reached a limit here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, uh, we have reached, reached, reached a limit. A Let's limit. call it the limit. Yeah, no, no, no. You can say that we finished. I do finish? hope not all our roundtables with it will end with rule 34. But, but I can't make does, no guarantee. Yeah, I'm hoping they won't all end like this. But then there's a part of me that kind of is hoping they will all end like this. All right. Oh. All right. So, all right, anyways, good night, so, folks. All right. Yeah, good night. Hope you enjoyed the roundtable discussion. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a thing. And if you, if you like this, please comment so we'll do more. Thank you very much. And if you uh, like this, also comment so we can mock you mercilessly. Yes, and do yes. More anyway. We'll actually, for some of you, we'll actually name you and call you funny names. Aww. Well, some of you. The, the ones we don't like. And the ones we do like. We won't actually do that, just Jesus. Yes. No, I'll, I'll yes. totally go for I'm here for I'm here for your calling people funny names. Uh, Daniel's the bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, the bad boy. Yeah, I'm not. Billy's the racist. <laughs> <laughs> that really sucks. Like, the bad boy, the goofy one, the racist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the bad boy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But all right, our bad it. boy is Latino, so. Uh, yeah, so we're allowed. Yeah. I'm allowed to be racist because I'm Latino. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have two minorities here. We're allowed, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's that's going to be our t- that's going to be our tagline. Fandible roundtable. We're allowed to be racist. <laughs> we have minority. minorities. We have minority. We have two Hispanics. One of them looks kind of black, so it works out. Yeah, we, we, sh- we, show, we show we show a picture, and there's just me in a wheelchair. And it's like, why, why are you sitting in that? It'll help us out in the long <laughs> And then we actually get popular, and it's a, it's a huge lie. It's like guys. I guess I have to sit in a wheelchair when we go to pass. <laughs> <laughs> You're the opposite FDR. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, all right. Okay. Anyone have any last minute things to say before we? Uh, Veiny dildo. <laughs> we're been sober the entire time for this. I want to make this clear. We gotta do this when we're drunk. Then it'll get interesting. Oh dear God. Yeah. Then, then I hear the recording next day, and now we'll delete it and never have have you guys listen to it ever again. That'll be awesome. All right. I'm um, closing out. Thank you all for listening, and hopefully we'll have more in the future. Let's make racist T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> closing now. Now.